Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Not many things, Arnie, can take away from an NFL Week 12 when you have playoff ramifications. You've, you've got a marquee game between Los Angeles and New Orleans. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the season? Not many things can, I don't want to say suck the life out of the NFL this week, but maybe take away some of the attention. But enter the college football coaching carousel, oh, yeah. and voila, we have a three-hour show tonight. Look at you. You're in such a good mood, aren't you? Your Oklahoma oh, yeah. Sooners are looking good. You're feeling like you're going to the four-team playoff. Life yeah. is good, is it not? Huh? You're feeling good about yourself. I feel great right now, Arnie. The only thing that, that will bring me down is you, of course, essing of all course. over everything tonight that makes me happy. I will uh, do the best I can do to bring you down because I just tweeted out yesterday my – Sports life absolutely is miserable. I mean, I don't think I ever have had my sports teams in a worse situation. Uh, my Arizona Wildcats in basketball lost three games in a row, Chris. Uh, in football, we lost to Arizona State. You know about my Mets. You know about my Giants. You know about my Dolphins. I mean, my only hope is the New York Knicks, and that that's like putting a Band-Aid on, on, on open-heart surgery. It's not looking real good for me right now. Well, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Arnie, it could be worse, though. It, it could be worse. I don't think you could so. Be a, well, you, you could be either A, Greg Schiano, or B, a Tennessee Volunteers fan. That's true. Where, as we get started tonight, I, I guess do we start by saying congrats, Clay Travis, for getting Greg Schiano fired before he even got the job. And then you kind of step back, and, and Bruce Feldman was on this last half hour. We'll, we'll bring you some of what he said. Uh, Arnie, it just appeared as if, and I don't know what's true and what isn't right now, which kind of typifies any college coaching search, but 
I don't know if he's going after them for millions of dollars because he had already committed and they had a monetary deal made. I don't know if Tennessee AD John Curry never knew of any of the background issues that uh, Shiano supposedly had with his time at Penn State. I mean, my goodness, what a mess this ended up being. I thought we were going to have a smooth conversation about the new coach at UCLA, Chip Kelly, Shiano sliding in at Tennessee, Jimbo Fisher kind of flirting again with another job opening. But, oh, my goodness, did that get shot to you-know-what? You know, i got to say this, Chris, to be 100% honest with you. And I was on campus at Penn State when they took down the Joe Paterno statue. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I, I, was, I was driving my son to hockey camp out there. I, ha- I just happened to be on campus when right. that was going on. So, I mean, it, it, was, it was close to home. You know, it, it touched a nerve out there. And i got to be honest, when they said they were hiring Greg Schiano. The first, uh, the ties to Penn State was not the first thing that came to mind. I, I did th- that was not the first thing that popped in my head. Going, oh my goodness, they're hiring the guy from Penn State. I'm like, okay, good coach. Should didn't even occur to me that there'd be a backlash over something like this, Chris. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, I think that when we were sharing texts earlier in the day, and maybe you even tweeted this out. I mean, I, I was kind of with you. I thought, hey, it's not a bad hire. I've seen what he's yeah. done with Ohio State's defense over the last couple of years. I mean, I don't. Rutgers hasn't been relevant since he was on campus. I know a lot of people have thrown shade at what he did at Rutgers, but I think it's kind of hard to argue what they did when he was there and what they've done since. And obviously he flamed out a little bit in the NFL and had some issues with player treatment, but it wasn't the first thing that came to my mind wasn't either, oh my gosh, he's been involved with all of these different issues from Penn State. I thought about guys like Bill Belichick bringing him on board and Urban Meyer, and I thought, wow, you know, Tennessee, maybe it's not the job that it once was, and you're in heavy competition in the SEC. Not a bad pick, but boy, whew, was I wrong. Because almost as soon as that nugget came out, and I think I want to give credit again to Bruce Feldman, or maybe it was the uh, Coaching Rumor Mouth football, uh, football Scoop website. In the end, Arnie, this ended up just being a public relations disaster and a backlash unlike anything I- I've ever seen when it comes to a, a reported hiring of a head coach. Oh. I I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this well, ever. And, and I don't mean just in college football. I mean across sports in general. Well, what about when Notre Dame hired uh, um, o- O'Leary? Uh, the- George O'Leary. Yeah. But keep in mind, <laughs> pre-social media. And with that issue, that wasn't just fans that were, were PO'd. That was Notre Dame who found an issue with his uh, resume. And they found that he wasn't being truthful about something. You've had coaches take jobs and change their minds. Dana Altman uh, took the Arkansas basketball job, left for Creighton. What, Bobby Crimmins did it a couple of times, I think, when he used to be at Georgia Tech. We've seen coaches get jobs. Bill Belichick did it when he took the Jets job and ended up going back to the Patriots. But, Arnie, I've never seen – I mean, they didn't even have the damn press conference. They didn't even introduce the guy. It was just a report, and then it ended up like this. I mean, who – Here's my question tonight, because I know Volunteers fans are riled up, and I guess for for good reason. I mean, congratulations, right? I mean, do we put a question mark at the end of that, Arnie? Hey, congrats, you got a coach that you didn't want fired well, before what, he even stepped on campus. What I mean, do, turned do we say it around? That? What turned it around, Chris? Because you, you hear that there was protest, and then you read into it and you say, well, there was 100 people protesting, which I, I, I don't know if that's fake news, if there was more than 100 people, less than 100 people. I really news. believe, and I'm not kidding around, I really believe it's an influence like, Somebody like Clay Travis or somebody that's a high-powered, uh, d- you know, uh, donator uh, to University of Tennessee football that called them and said, no, 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 no. 
it's it's not going to work like this. You're not going to hire him. I think it was one phone call more so than like 100 protesters or something like that. I, and I don't think it had anything to do with a physical protest as much as it was a viral and a social media protest. We, we had Bruce Feldman on last hour with Brady Quinn and Jonas Knox right here on Fox Sports Radio. And Bruce said that, Arnie, this is an example of a social media firestorm. This is a prime example of a social media firestorm that just, you know, as the person who I quoted in my story tonight said, it was a feeding frenzy and it's just become toxic and they just had to get out of it at that point because it wasn't going to pass in 24 hours. It was going to be an issue, you know, they could have announced them and it wasn't going away for 24 hours and that that was the bottom line. So maybe they, they sat back and they thought, okay, let's let's play this out. Let's wait this out. You know, once everyone realizes that we've done our due diligence and we're going to move on, but man, they they panicked rather quickly. It's 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 a wild story that I think we're just starting to get the the true understanding of what happened because two things are are still kind of bothering me right now, Arnie. The first one is the fact that Tennessee, who already has to pay a buyout to Butch Jones, might be uh, on the hook for some money to Greg Schiano. Right. based on having this agreement. I, and again, I don't understand the legalese of this. I, I won't even act like I do. And then the second part of it is there were reports that John Curry, and I understand that search firms are hired and they do a lot of the background work for you, but someone had claimed that the Tennessee AD, and this was one of the college football reporters, I'll have to dig to find out which one, had said that he didn't even know that Shiano had coached at Penn State. Now, if you have an athletic director that hires a guy that doesn't know anything about his background, Arnie, he's done so done, right? So I guess that's kind of the charge for us tonight is to find out what's real and what isn't real. And Tennessee fans, I know we're on in Knoxville. I know we're on all across the state of Tennessee. I'd love to hear from you tonight at 877-99 on Fox because where do you go from here? Arnie, you've got to shoot for the moon in order to make people happy. Who does it you hurt can't more? Go out and get an up and coming assistant now. Who does it hurt more? University of Tennessee because they're backing out of this deal, or Greg Schiano, where another school's like, hey, hey, we're not touching ever this guy with a ten foot pole. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. That's a great question to ask tonight. And I mean, listen, Tennessee historically has given coaches plenty of. Well, some would argue about Derek Dooley, but maybe that that hiring was doomed from the start. But they didn't pull the uh, plug early on Butch Jones. They gave him plenty of time. Obviously, they probably knee-jerked a little bit on Phil Fulmer, but the guy had a lot of time as their head coach. This is one of those situations where it just it seems like a cluster in their athletic department that, you know, if I'm, if I'm on a – I don't know who runs the show at Tennessee, if it's truly a powerful president or if it's a board of regents. Clay Travis or, does. You, or Clay Travis, for goodness sakes. I would be – I would be thinking an athletic director's job has to be on the hook whenever you make a mistake like this, Maybe. right? And, and here, here's another thing that I have to ask yeah. you, Arnie, because I, I don't want to get too bogged down. We got uh, Ryan Fowler coming up in the next segment because I might be the only one who think this four-team playoff situation is easy to figure out. Everyone talks about how complicated it is, Arnie. I think it's pretty easy. But I wonder more and more as we look at these college football coaching searches and these firings that have taken place and these ridiculous buyouts, ridiculous buyouts that are being paid – why in the world are athletic directors not under more of a microscope oh. for giving extensions and then firing guys? Uh, the AD at Arizona State, now I, I understand that he wasn't involved in the negotiation in the new deal with Todd Graham, but still, uh, look, at, look at UCLA. Look what they still owe Jim Moore. Dan Guerrero was involved with that. Now, granted, they hit a home run with Chip Kelly, but still, 
you're talking about guys, Arnie, that after just a couple of years from giving them extensions, you let them go and you end up having to pay the monstrous buyout fees. This is crazy. It is crazy. And there was a lot of I mean, there was a lot of dough I'm here at 10 million in one place, 12 million, uh, 12 million in another place. My question is this, though. Do you, if you're Tennessee, do you have to go out and hire somebody still long term? And you're thinking, okay, this is going to be our guy because everybody knows it's going to be your second choice. Why yeah. not hire a guy that could come in for the next, I don't know, three, four, five years? Uh, you know, solidify the program. You know, get it back on steady ground. Somebody that may have been a, a coach somewhere before may have come out to the news lately and said, "Hey, I'd be interested in the Arizona State job." Well, if you're going to be interested. In the Arizona State job, maybe he'd be interested in the Tennessee job. I'm talking about uh, the former coach at Texas. How about somebody like Mac Brown? Yeah, or maybe an old school guy like Les Miles, too. I don't know. That's, that's a fair question. Now, some would look at that and say, ooh, boy, that's even worse than, say, getting a Greg Schiano. No, but Arnie, what? you can't what? help but wonder if that's where they what? are. What? Are you serious? How many, how many places have you heard Mac Brown as a candidate right now, Arnie? How many well, places have no, you heard him mentioned? I understand that, but this is a unique situation. First of all, you, uh, there'd be Texas, Tennessee, and about a other million other schools would die for those nine and ten win seasons that Mac Brown brought Texas, okay? Especially Texas. So don't, you know, I, I don't want to hear that. And the same thing goes for LSU and, and, and Les Miles. People would die for those nine and ten win seasons. No reason why you wouldn't give a good, clean legend that never had any problems, uh, you know, that, that you're dealing with now uh, to come in for two, three, four years and clean up the program. Arnie? I, I don't know how to put this kindly, and I hope nobody gets ma- gets mad at me. Let's but nobody it. in their right mind hires a coach hoping that they can win nine se- nine games. Everyone hires a coach expecting to go fourteen and zero, maybe fifteen and zero, going perfect oh, in the regular season, winning be- their conference championship game, and winning two games. Nobody hires a coach who says, "Hey, if we just win nine games, we'll be okay." Well, you, you know, know what, that. Chris? You get, look. I I know every guy thinks they're good looking, but not every guy That's can true. ask out the number ten cheerleader. Okay, some of some guys got to ask out the girls that are fours and fives. You understand that, don't you? That's I do understand that. But I will say, for somebody who constantly builds up Arizona football as a national championship contender, Arnie, I mean, you would think you would understand kind of this mindset. Take how you feel about Arizona. Times it by a billion. That's Tennessee fan from their expectations right now. They expect to be undefeated every single year. And uh, you know what? That's about a majority of the diehard college football fans out there. All right, listen, it's been a mess in the SEC tonight. We're going to talk to Ryan Fowler. He's on the game, 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. Not only about this wild coaching search, but the four-team playoff rankings that will come out on Tuesday and a quick recap of the Iron Bowl. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's Arnie and Plank coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance, along with Arnie Spanier. I am merely Chris Plank. Hit us up on Twitter, at StinkinGenius1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, and number one, that's Arnie. I'm at Plank Show, and joining us right now on the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline is our good friend from the game, 1029 in Tuscaloosa. Oh, oh, Ryan's not ready yet? Oh, my bad. My bad. Oh, he's Slow okay. down there, From Buckaroo. The, Slow well, down. Everyone, I, I, I'm sorry. Right. The problem By the way, is, everybody on Twitter is agreeing with me. Uh, and I'm, I'm being serious, Chris. I mean, just take a look at the, the ones that are coming in, like the volunteer fans that, 
I see nobody saying. I see nobody saying Mac Brown should be hired at Tennessee. No, but like here, Rocky Mountain Fryer uh, would kill for nine and three. Firing Bo Pelini was a major mistake. Okay, I don't uh, don't agree with that. Ryan, Uh, Ryan, 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 will you talk some sense into Arnie? Because as soon as you win nine games, you get unhappy. Then you want to win ten, and when you won ten, you want to win eleven. You don't go in any situation saying, "Hey, if we just win nine games, we're going to be okay." No fan base does that. Well, it's kind of like the one in Tuscaloosa. If you don't win a national title, it's a complete bust, okay? Uh, but, but what a butt-whipping Auburn gave to the Crimson Tide. I was there. I was on the sidelines of the Crimson Tide. David absolutely – I don't know if I've ever seen him get out-coached like he was last night. He absolutely uh, – he got out-coached by, by, by Gus Valvola. I mean, he, he beat him up and down the field. Uh, that team had more emotions. They had more energy. They kicked Alabama's butt. Ryan, Ouch. are you surprised that everybody's off the Bama bandwagon not even having him in the top four? I th- When I did mine last night on the air, I'm like, you know what, they, maybe they'll still be ahead of Auburn. They'll be number three, Auburn number four, or something like that. Oh, my God, I never thought in a million years that everybody would drop him outside their top four. I think one expert still had him in the top four. Were you surprised that they dropped out of the top four? And where do you have him? Well, you know, I... I still think, but I'm, I'm biased. I think on their good days, obviously, they're one of the best teams. But when you begin to look at the resume, you know, I think it'll really decide this weekend. Obviously, uh, I know Chris knows a lot about Oklahoma. Uh, if, if Oklahoma beats TCU, if, if some of these teams – I mean, Alabama's going to have to have a lot of help uh, to get to the playoffs. And to be honest with you, there's times that I want to think Alabama's a playoff team, but – their offense, Nick Saban is at a crossroads, at a major crossroads. I, see, I think it's deeper than just the playoffs. I'm talking about future of where this program is going uh, because he he brought a guy out of the NFL in Brian Dable to run the pro set, and, and, and they can't get the stupid zone read out of their head. <laughs> Ryan Fowler is our guest. Ryan covers the Alabama Crimson Tide for 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. I want to talk real quick uh, before we get some of your thoughts on the craziness in the SEC today. I I think I have this figured out, and I could be wrong. I think the winner of the ACC title game is in. I think Oklahoma is is in if they win. I think the winner of the SEC title game is in. And then I think if Wisconsin wins, they're in. But if Wisconsin loses, I think Alabama's getting the nod over Ohio State. Am I crazy? Well, guys, I, at some point, you know, you've got to look, and, and this is where I think it, it, it goes back to, okay? It's not about the quality of wins in the resume. It, it goes back to me, it, it's the loss. When you lose to Iowa the way they did, when you lose to Oklahoma the way they did, you just cannot forgive that. I mean, Alabama went into a hostile environment in Auburn, Alabama, which, guys, I'm not sure exactly sure if that's not the best team in college football. I, I may be wrong. I'm talking about where they're playing now. I'm not talking about where they were in September when they were still breaking Jared Stidham in. I mean, it's a guy coming from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Auburn may be the best team in college football. And, and so when you look at that and you compare losses, at some point, losing the way they did to Iowa, losing the way they did to Oklahoma, surely that committee will look at it and go, okay, that, that Auburn loss is a better loss than what two losses equal. I don't care if you're the Big Ten champion. I mean, who, who is the Big Ten? I mean, you know, I mean, who, who are they? Um, this, this is just – this is a frustrating time in Tuscaloosa. I, I've literally – today I, I cut off my phone and went deer hunting. 
I got out in the middle of the freaking woods, okay? Okay, I did. I went into the middle of the woods because I couldn't take it anymore. I mean, it was like depressing. I mean, I, I drove by a bridge. There was nine people sitting on top of the bridge about the job. <laughs> Hey, Ryan, let me, let me ask you this. Any chance Georgia jumps Alabama with a win in the SEC championship and gets in the in the 14th playoff over Alabama with the win? Well, well, sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, Georgia wins this thing, which is so hard to do. I look at Oklahoma TCU. I look at Georgia-Auburn. Uh, the carry-on Johnson at Auburn. You know, how bad is that shoulder? He got popped. I mean, he, you know, you could see it. Some people say it's a dislocation. Some people say this. But 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 here's the sad thing, okay? This, this is because I got Alabama folks that I know that just keep tuning in and listening. Okay, they're gonna have to pull for Auburn. Oh, they need to pull for Auburn. Like you got Alabama fans with blue and orange shakers in Tuscaloosa going War Eagle, War Eagle, because they need Auburn to win. <laughs> they, they, because it will help that resume. It, it, because you, you lost to Auburn, right? You want them to go win the SEC title. Yeah, but you can't wait a minute. You can't wait a minute. You can't have Auburn and Alabama in the fourteen playoff, considering that Alabama. Of course, you can get it. You can. Yeah, sure. If if I did, you you never listen to me. If Ohio State beats Wisconsin, Arnie, I think Alabama's going to get in over Ohio State. And I'll tell you what, though, it's going to be interesting to follow it because I think Jim Delaney is a pretty big stick. I think he's going to sure. be a guy that's going to be out there pushing for his conference to try to get him in. It also might suck back in even a USC, though they've got a lot of stuff to overcome. Man, I don't know how you feel about it, Ryan. I don't. I, and Arnie, I, I sense that you disagree, but I think Alabama's still very much in this mix. I, I think they're in it, but 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 the thing that you got to look at is let's also forget about let's not forget about money too because to push this playoff team fourteen to sixteen to eight teams we'll piss off the rest of college football putting two SEC teams in it. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's what I just said. That's that's exactly my rationale. That was my thinking about that. Let me ask you this. What's the conspiracy theory here? Kind of like the way Ohio State can jump everybody because they Ooh. want the money. Where's the conspiracy theory here when it comes to the Final Four? Well, I, who knows? You know, when you, when you look at Ohio State, I, I just don't understand how you put a two-loss team into the conversation. I get it. You, you win the conference. Uh, but I guess Auburn, you could make the same thing about them. But, I mean, look at their resume. They beat two number one teams. Um, like I said, it, this is going to be probably one of the most entertaining seven days. And Alabama fans, I, I mean, I, I'm telling you, man, I may hire psychologists to come in as guests. Forget about college football <laughs> analysts. I mean, I may hire psychologists to come in and just take phone calls and just offer free therapy on the air. Uh, uh, right. Because I don't. I, how are Alabama fans going to survive? Uh, I know, hey, right? How isn't it funny? How does Alabama play nobody, but Auburn's played everybody, and then the same happened in the same division. Yeah, well, it, it just I guess it's the way it's set up. But you know, Alabama, I think that the, the wins against LSU, the wins against Mississippi State. I know Mississippi State got knocked out uh, with, with Nick Fitzgerald going down, but I still think that's a quality team. But with Texas A&M, they're trash. Vanderbilt's trash. Oh man, I mean, I mean, this—it's—it's it's not a great resume. I mean, like you could make the case for Alabama, but you could also listen—you could poke holes in the boat, man. But but I think the biggest thing, the biggest story is Nick Saban getting out coach yesterday. I, I, I'm telling you guys, wow. that guy, that that coach. See, there's two people on that 
defensive side of the football at Auburn that were let go by Nick Saban. Kevin Steele and Brett Brown. And, and, and they, they came back to sort of get the last laugh at the boss, man. I mean, they, 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 they whooped out of that. I mean, that, that's, a, that's the moral of the story. Plus, you know, Gus was probably going to Arkansas. If he loses that game, he's probably going to Arkansas. He's sick and tired of those crazy Auburn boosters in that athletic department that's so dysfunctional. You guys know me. There's tons of scandals, basketball, mm-hmm. softball, football. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's crazy here in the States. But, uh, Nick Saban's at a crossroads right now with his offense. And I know a lot of people are trashing the offensive coordinator. I, I don't think it's fair. I, I think you got to go to Nick Saban. You can't go to Brian Dable. you got to go to Nick Saban and say, where do you want this offense to go? Real quick, I only got about 30 seconds here, Ryan, but I know you turned the phone off. I know you tried to avoid it all. But what's next in this mess right now with Tennessee, you think? I know you're following it from afar. You cover the SEC as a whole. But, man, what a disaster for everyone involved, including uh, their athletic director, John Curry. Well, if there's one bright moment to Sunday, it's Tennessee being a cluster uh, for Alabama. I don't even know what's next. I, I really don't. I mean, I was following it uh, via the Twitter account. It, it's a disaster, guys. And uh, But that's that athletic department. See, that's another dysfunctional problem that I'm sure we'll talk about another day. I always enjoy being on with you guys. Uh, enjoy the conversation. You guys have a great evening. Thanks, Ryan. Right appreciate Thanks, it, Ryan. We appreciate it. That's Ryan Fowler. He's fired up. Ryan Fowler, the game, wow. 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. Wow. Well, I will say this much. Uh, One Ryan loss and it's be... all coming down, Chris. <laughs> See, you, you you ever question about just someone wanting nine wins? You get nine, then you want ten, then you want 11. I, I, but I completely understand his frustration because, you know, let's face it, they were built up and deemed as invincible. I remember having Ryan on before last season, and he even brought up, man, I, I just don't know about this quarterback situation, and Jalen Hurts ended up getting the job and working out, and they went to the title game, but they eventually lost. And now you're in a situation where if – I'd be curious to think, Arnie, if they lost in, say, the second week of the season and then they're sitting here and they're – say Auburn, Alabama is the second week of the season. Right, right. And they're sitting here as they wrap up their season at 11-1, yeah, yeah. how different things might be. Of it's course. almost like the, of course. the most recent memory is the lasting one. And, uh, but we'll, we'll get into this 14 And by the way, can you answer the Masters uh, text on that? Because I don't know how to answer that. Well, let's do it right after Steve DeSager slides into the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios to hit us up on what's been a very good Sunday night football game. Mm -hmm. In fact, we might have some late-game dramatics here, Steve. Most definitely, and then we got a lot of college football news to get to. 13 seconds left in regulation at Pittsburgh. A superb sideline catch from Antonio Brown has just gotten them around field goal range. 28 all, Steelers hosting Green Bay. I should repeat, uh, correct myself, they need one first down for field goal range. They are in Pittsburgh, after all. This is not like the game earlier at Arizona where we saw a game-winning 57-yarder. There's no way you're going to kick that at the Steelers Stadium. No (laughs) one ever has. In fact, Green Bay tried a 57-yarder earlier tonight, and it missed by what? 10 yards short, 10 yards left? It wasn't even even close. close. Uh, It's 28-all with nine seconds to go at the moment. Amazing it's even a game because it's an injury-riddled Green Bay team without injured running backs Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones, without Clay Matthews and defensive tackle Kenny Clark, and, of course, quarterback Aaron Rodgers is still out. Brett Hundley with three long touchdown passes, though. Even though he's been sacked four times, it's been a back-and-forth game. Steelers with three turnovers, but Ben Roethlisberger now over 350 yards passing and four touchdowns 
Pittsburgh with the ball at the 33 now of Green Bay with under 10 seconds to go. The Rams ended the Saints' eight-game winning streak 26-20. Seattle and Arizona with wins. Oakland beat Denver. The Broncos have lost seven in a row. Seven straight wins for the Patriots, and Philadelphia won its ninth straight game. Clemson and Oklahoma are 1-2 in the new college football polls. Wisconsin is number three. Auburn number four. Alabama fell to number five. Georgia is number six. Miami dropped to number seven in AP. Stanford, by the way, is up to number 14. Notre Dame is down to number 15. Washington State fell to number 21. Mississippi State is number 24. NFL update. Final play of regulation. Pittsburgh is lining up for a 53-yard field goal attempt. Let's just say we're not confident on this one, so we may be going (laughs) to overtime shortly. If you've seen games in Pittsburgh, you know this would Uh, be stunning. Timeout defense until this gets going. The coaching news and plenty of it in college football. Arizona State fired coach Todd Graham. ASU went 18 and 19 over the last three years, and he is owed a reported $12 million. Texas A&M fired coach Kevin Sumlin in the last five years. His conference record was 19 and 21. Sumlin is owed over a $10 million buyout. And Florida State's Jimbo Fisher reportedly has a deal to join A&M after FSU finishes the regular season next weekend. Tennessee was hiring Greg Schiano as its new coach. They have backed out. He's been defensive coordinator at Ohio State the past two years, had 11 great years turning around Rutgers as a head coach. And finally, Ole Miss promoted interim coach Matt Luke to head coach. I, I, the Sager, you're such a kiss of death, too. He made the field goal. Look it's, at you. He played at Ole Miss 20 years ago, Matt Luke. The field goal is good from 53 on the final play of the game. Pittsburgh 31, Green Bay 28. I'll look it up, but I believe that ties the longest field goal ever made since they opened that stadium. Wow. Good stat. We're coming to you live tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is easier. Apparently that is, guys, the longest. The previous record was 52 in Pittsburgh. What, Roy Torella didn't have one longer than that? No, Heinz Field, since it opened, it's a tough place to kick long distance. There was a 52-yarder for Baltimore in recent years. Apparently that was the record. Ah. You didn't get the Roy Torella reference? I, no, I, I I did. I got you. I see Gorillas, Gorillas. Yeah, Three oh. River Stadium. A different. Uh, uh, that's a pretty impressive win. I think Pittsburgh kicked a fifth, what fifty-four yarder. So it's mm-hmm. right around tied. Anyway, uh, we stand by what we said. It's ridiculous to win on a fifty-three yarder at that stadium. So Pittsburgh now improves to nine and two on the season. They've yep. won six straight games, and they haven't lost since. Ben Roethlisberger basically claimed that ah, you know what, the game might, the game might have passed yeah. me by. They had to Isn't win that, that game. They lose this. They're one more game away from that uh, game against Pittsburgh being insignificant. Our game against New England being insignificant uh, for home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Now they at least get to play for home field advantage throughout the playoffs when they play New England. You're right. They go to Cincinnati next week. They get Baltimore at home the following week. That's another Sunday night football game. And then you're right, Arnie, December 17th against the Patriots. That might yeah. actually mean something. Did I get that whole read in? We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part? 
figuring out which way is easier. So we spent some time in the first segment talking about the Greg Schiano mess. Obviously, you want to keep it here on Fox Sports Radio because our man Clay Travis is going to be all over that come tomorrow morning. So uh, tune in to iHeartRadio or obviously on any of our great affiliates. But, Arnie, I'm intrigued by the playoff rankings, which will come out on Tuesday night. We had quite a bit of a shakeup. And uh, questions coming in, like, like you mentioned, from our buddy, the master, at RJ Romano, says, what if Georgia beats Auburn, TCU beats Oklahoma, Ohio State beats Wisconsin, and Miami beats Clemson? I think it's easy. I think Georgia's in. I think Ohio State's in. I think Miami's in. And I think Alabama's in. Oh, I don't want I Miami in easy. for crying out loud. Enough of them already. Well, that's, I, I, here's the way I look at it. And what was the fourth one that you had? Alabama. I think Alabama will get wow. in. Here, this is just and, and again, trying to get. Do you know what the college football playoff committee considers a quality win, Arnie? They consider a quality win any win you have over a team with a 500 record. Not when you play them, but at the time when the rankings come out. So if if you're watching a game and you're rooting for say a top five team you beat to continue to do well, you might want to root for that team that's five and five or whatever it is to get that W to get over 500 because that seems to register a lot. With the playoff committee, I think the winner. I think the winner of Miami and Clemson's in. I think whoever wins that Which game, is a and shame I think, to be honest with you, because Miami really doesn't deserve to to be in. They struggled against some teams that are awful. No, they I struggled agree. against North Carolina. Uh, they really looked disgusting against uh, what was it, Pitt? I, I I can't put them in. You know, hey, good. You had a good year. That doesn't mean you get to go ahead and play for a championship just because you had a good year. Yeah, I uh, I completely understand. I completely understand your frustration. But I'm just going to go go out there and say I, I don't think they're going to beat Clemson, Arnie, and I think Clemson's not oh, only no. going to win, yeah, but I think yeah. they're going to take the one seed and then play in the Sugar Bowl. You know, I, I was always under a misconception that it was automatically one versus four in in the Sugar Bowl and two versus three in the Rose Bowl. But and teams don't get to choose, but the committee tries to do whatever they can to give the number one seed an yeah. advantage. So it will be real interesting. Just. I, I'm, I know I'm all over the place here, but you let's are. say Clemson. Let's say Clemson is one, Arnie, and Alabama sneaks in at number four. Are you then doing Clemson a disservice by putting them in New Orleans to play in the Sugar Bowl because so many Alabama fans would be able ah. to make that trek? But, yeah, but, but anyway. did we have that? We had that uh, talk about last year, and you just moved them up to number three or something like that, don't you? Or no? You could, you could, absolutely. So I think the winner of the ACC title game is in. Oklahoma is in if they win. This might be a year where the Big 12 yet again kneecaps itself with a Big 12 championship game, but I think they're in. I think the winner of Auburn, Georgia, is in. I think if Wisconsin wins over Ohio State, they're in. But, Arnie, I truly believe that if Wisconsin loses, it's not going to be Ohio State elevated. I think it's going to be Alabama. And I'll tell you what's going to happen this week, man. Uh, You heard Ryan Fowler talking about it. Uh, I would not be surprised if you probably already have requests in the inbox for our Fox Sports Radio producers. Nick Saban is going to go on every show possible of to try to sell that his team belongs. And that's what you have to do, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, if Wisconsin, or excuse me, when Wisconsin loses, because there's no <laughs> doubt in my mind uh, that Ohio State not only wins, but probably wins by like two to three touchdowns, when Wisconsin loses, They'll drop out of the top four. I don't want to hear about any one-loss baloney from the Wisconsin fans, how they deserve to get in. I'm done with Wisconsin, and I'm pretty much done with Miami also. At least you're not done with Oklahoma. All right, we'll get to your calls. At least you haven't said so yet. No, I'm not done with Oklahoma. You're lucky I'm staying with them just for you, buddy. (laughs) 
877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Listen, Larry, I'm going to get to you when we come back. we got lines open. Let's get after it. Pittsburgh pulls it off tonight. Are they true contenders? Are they a sloppy mess that's just sliding by? What do you make of the mess in Tennessee today? Vols fan, are you happy with this? What will make you happy going forward in this coaching search? And are you buying my theory that the Big Ten championship game if Wisconsin wins, they're in. If Ohio State wins, the Big Ten is out of the four-team playoff as long as Oklahoma holds serve. We'll get into that and much, much more on a busy Sunday night. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Ah! Ah! We got calls, calls coming up here in just a bit. But first, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Todd Furman from Vegas coming up in yep. a couple of hours. I guess it was a good day for favorites, right, Arnie? I mean, you follow that a little bit more than than I do. And Absolutely, good day for, yeah. It good was day a good underdogs. day for the books, but I'm sure uh, Furman's going to have more on that. Also, someone said, "Can you play the Fowler interview?" Missed it because uh, the NFL game was on. Um, first of all, we're on iTunes now, right? So you can download yes. that and uh, podcast this and all that stuff. Tell everybody, Chris, what they can yeah, do. Just uh, simply search on iTunes. I believe you can just search Fox Sports Radio Weekends. Uh, and you can find our show and download it. So you can just get it right as you – however you consume podcasts, you can always get our show through FoxSportsRadio.com. But now we're available on iTunes, which means all of this madness, all of this argument, all of this love that takes place on Sunday night can be with you whenever, whenever you get free. And obviously we appreciate all of our affiliates. We know that they have responsibilities. So that's why we have the iHeartRadio app. You can always find us when you search Fox Sports Radio. And yep. now the ability to get us through iTunes doesn't get much better than that. Uh, all right, you want to get a couple of calls in here, Arnie? I know yeah, that we're, do uh, we're due a couple. Let's go to Larry. Larry is in Virginia Beach and wants to talk about Arnie's Miami Hurricanes. What's going on, Larry? <laughs> hey, how y'all do? I hate to deflate. I, I am a Hurricane fan, too, from Miami, but, but that's why I won't spend too much time on that. that that's, that's helping okay. my situation a little bit, ease the pain on a, you know, with the Dolphins. But anyway, I, I, really, I thank you for, my, for the call, and I do want to talk about the Dolphins. Um, it's very frustrating, and, and the fact that um, – getting rid of J.H.I., because I hang out in the Dolphin Bar, Wing King, and Virginia Beach, Boulevard area, and everybody's, like, in shock with that. And plus, very upset about Jay Cutler. They don't like him at all. <laughs> and, and you know, with the games are just being, I right, Let know, me jump in here, and I appreciate the call. I mean, Chris, what are we wasting our time on the Miami Dolphins for? I mean, Why it, are you doing? We, we finally get someone to call and yeah. talk about your I, Dolphins. It's I, taken I, us, I, what week are we in, 13 weeks, and you and you run them after like two seconds? Yeah, I, that's right. I ran them after two seconds because I, I, I even tried watching the game Sorry. today, and after the Dolphins held the Patriots on the first series and then they pulled off the fake punt, I'm like, I can't watch this anymore. They're a disgusting team. I, everything about them makes me sick. I and they're the most frustrating team that I root for. I mean, it really, it, 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 it's painful to watch. I, I get, what, nobody wants to hear about the Miami Dolphins. I thought he wanted to talk about the Miami Hurricanes. I didn't know he wanted to talk about the Dolphins. I would have cut him off before then. All right, then let's try. Jeez. Let's get back to the phones at 877-99 on Fox. Let's try Rusty in Tennessee who wants to talk a little Shiano. What's going on, Rusty? What's going on, guys? Love the show. Listen, I just want to say... I don't know whether y'all agree or not, but the Vol fans spoke today. And we didn't want Shiano. And I just, I mean, I don't like his past, and I don't think he's a good coach. 
Uh, Chris, you, you like Oklahoma. What do you, what do you think? What do you think will happen? Do you think we'll even get a decent coach now, or do you think we'll just go down the drain? No, no, no. I, I, you know what? You know, and I You'll appreciate go your down, you're, what, did, what were you in the SEC? You're already down the drain. Go ahead, Chris. I, I'm sorry. I will say this. There is a part of what Arnie brought up that I do agree with. Maybe you, you, you hit reset on your search and you just you have a kind of a moment of clarity to where you say, all right, the Gruden stuff never materialized. Obviously, our second choice never panned out. But, Arnie, it's, it's still a very viable brand. I know I brought up – I went there, what, three years ago, and it's an incredible, uh, it's an incredible campus – Obviously, the stadium's a little bit old school. Their sound system and all the video stuff's a little old school. But still, they have crazy good facilities. So you're going to be able to get a name. I just think you need to step back. Clay Travis brought up six names, and I like every single one of them as possibilities. Bobby Petrino, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, Willie Taggart, or Mike Norvell. I think you just start chipping away at that list. Now, well, if you get halfway through that list and it's still not working, maybe you take Arnie's path and you call a Mac Brown or you call a Les Miles. I don't know. Mike Leach, come on. I mean, his personality down there in Tennessee, that that's like <laughs> oil and vinegar. That that's not going to work. You you could you could cross that name right off your list there. What were, what were the other ones there? Uh, let's see. You want to cross off Leach. Kevin Sumlin looks like he's pretty much a go to Arizona State right now from everything that you've seen, even though Brett Bielema yeah. threw, threw his name out there. I don't know what's true and what isn't anymore. Right. Uh, Petrino, I, I don't know if you want to dig into that you, mess. But... You, you don't want to get, yeah, I was about to say, you want a good character guy, but you're okay with Petrino, right? Lane Kiffin? Had success there before. Left no, you in the I, middle of the night. Is he going to stay or is he just going to hang out for a couple of years? And then the last two that were brought up, Willie Taggart, who had a decent right. season at Oregon, hell of a recruiter. Look at what his players did at South Florida this year. And then the uh, sixth one is a guy that I kind of think uh, I, I'm near – he's near and dear to my heart, Arnie, because I covered him when he started at the University of Tulsa. I think he's a hell of a coach. I think he's going to be a big-time head coach, kind of in that Scott Frost mode in the next couple of years, and that's Mike Norvell. He's at Memphis right now. But, again – that's a young guy who's only been a head coach for a couple of years. Maybe you want someone a little bit more experienced. I don't know. But I, it's still a damn good job is basically my point when it comes to Tennessee. You know, here's the question. Do you, you, know, do you want the young, hot thing at the age of 23 with not that much experience? Are you okay dating the same hot, young uh, girl that's 35, may not be as hot as she was when she's 23? That's why I bring up Wes Miles and Mac Brown. I think it's a perfect fill-in gap until you decide what you want to do. And don't jump into anything. You go ahead and hire them for two, three years and let the turnaround begin. That's where I start. Yeah, and a lot of people, there's always this – assumption that your next great coach is a guy that used to play for you a la Nebraska fans and Scott Frost being talked about right now there's some that feel like T Martin is the guy that's just waiting to become that next head coach at Tennessee to bring them back to their glory days so I don't know Arnie maybe if you have a guy like a a Mac or a Les that you bring in and this is being very we're not saying this is going to happen but just a theory that the only precursor to bringing them in is that they have a guy that is kind of a head coach in waiting, a la a T. Martin or what Muschamp was supposed to be at Texas whenever he went there with Mac Brown. But, again, we are just getting started when it comes to the madness of the coaching carousel. We'll get you all the latest from Tennessee and the NFL next on Fox. We are coming to you live tonight, as we always do, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, a lot of tweets to get to. We'll get to more of your calls at 877-99 on Fox. I can't believe college football is over. I, where did it go? Where did it go for crying out loud? You know what I mean, Chris? I've talked about this uh, many times that I have a, a buddy of mine I did radio with for a long time on our affiliate in Tulsa, 1430 The Buzz, Jeremy yeah. Poplin. And after the first week of the season, Pop would always say, I'm a little bit depressed. Like, why? It's the first week of football. He goes, well, it's almost over. And that's <laughs> it. It, it. It is. You go through one week. I mean, it seems like just yesterday we were talking about <sighs> Alabama beating Florida State and how – uh, crazy good a couple of games were in the middle. And then the, the, uh, Iowa State beating Oklahoma. And then the next thing you know, you blink, and it's the end of the regular season, and we're oh, talking conference championship By the way, games. speaking of Iowa State, i got to say something. You know, my Arizona Wildcats, I, I thought we had a pretty good year. And I hate when, the pack, uh, when you're in the Pac-10, Pac-12 now. And, you know, if you don't win the whole thing, you get stuck with, with these baloney bowls, uh, with these baloney teams. Now we're going to play in Boise or Iowa State. You know, that's such garbage. I wanted to play Michigan. I wanted to play one of the big boys. Garbage. I hate playing the little sisters of the poor and the and these baloney teams like Boise and Iowa State, my friend. You know what I mean? No, I don't because they kicked your ass the last time. No, nah, but because so we don't... don't get up for games like that. Why would you get up? Oh Are they, why would you get up? Are they a junior college? Is a, a, Why would you get up for games like that when you know you should be playing Michigans and stuff? Why would you get up against the Boises? In the Iowa states in the world. Why, why, why do you state. keep building up Michigan? That's an 8-4 and four football team. Yeah, but team they got the name. I want to play the name. Nobody cares. Boise and, and Iowa State. And Iowa State had some good wins. Obviously, they beat you guys, but come on now. Yeah. Really, stop beat it. Beat TCU, stop too. It. Yeah, I know. Stop I mean, just, it. Uh, stop I, it. I would expect so much more from a uh, Pac-12 team that went seven and five yeah. than to have to play, you know, a nine and two Boise State team. Yeah. It's just it's our nine and three. Pardon me, nine and three coming out of a, what? What junior conference? What junior college conference are they in? Be the Mountain West. Okay, Mountain West Junior College right, Conference. I have to look Arnie, that up. Listen, I, I I appreciate what you're trying to do here. But you realize how badly this backfired the last time you tried to do this. Let me tell you something. Just for that reason alone, and how long, how many years ago was I don't even remember now. I, I, it, it all blends into one. Arizona will kick the crap out of him. I promise you that. We'll get our revenge. That's, that's the only momentum. That's the only revenge. That's the only you know, thing we could use to get us up for the game. Otherwise, we wouldn't even care about it. I believe that was 2014. Okay. In the Fiesta Bowl. Was that the last time you guys went to a uh, bowl? That was the I last don't know. time you guys. I don't know. Um, you know, we got a lot of college football to get to, but here we are an hour into the show. And, and what typifies this program on a Sunday night is a recap of, of, of the NFL and the day that was. And it was actually a pretty good day on the field for the NFL. But I can't believe that we haven't talked about the little dust-up between – well, little dust-up – the brawl between the Raiders and the Broncos that took place on the second – play of the game <laughs> now listen i'm a homer so i'll recuse myself from this yeah. just a bit but i mean i i, I personally think that Aqib Talib is a punk i think he's a dirty player i think it's pure garbage to go up and rip someone's chain off and do it two years in a row yeah uh, I, I i guess michael crabtree brings some of that on himself because he wears it but i kind of think he's trash Why did with, I, that, I, okay, okay. with that said yeah. i got a little bit carried away today i i 
would have lost my temper also. I agree with you on Akeem Tlaib. I, I think he's a punk. Uh, and I, you know what? I would have went ahead and busted his head in uh, had he done that again to me. Enough is enough. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. And he knew what he was doing, and he knew it was going to cause a, a brush-up. So, um, yeah, I'm tired of him also. I Look, you, you don't want to get thrown out of a game, obviously, and cost your team a victory. Man, but enough of that guy. It's like he has nothing else to do because he knows uh, they're not going anywhere, so he has to stir it up this way. I'm, I'm fed up with that guy. Here's what it sounded like whenever the brawl went down, courtesy of what, CBS TV on this one? Here's what it sounded like. And now we've got a penalty all the way in the Broncos' sideline, and, I mean, there are Bronco players that got tangled up with one of the Raider players, and it is a free-for-all right now. Penalty flags being thrown. Donald Penn is over there. We've got a melee right now in the Broncos' sideline. And this is frustration, I think, from both teams on how their respective years have gone. And now we've got another fight. Michael Crabtree has come off the bench throwing punches without a helmet. Throwing punches at a keep to lead with no helmet on. Wow. Okay, was that had to be the Broncos radio network, correct? Is that what that was? <laughs> Were they even paying attention to the play? Michael Crabtree came off the bench. He was the receiver on the play, you dopes. Here's the thing, too. Chris Harris Jr., whom I love, yeah. who's, a to- who's, who's a Tulsa guy, but uh, he was talking about a cheap shot from Michael Crabtree. I watched the replay of that. They go out of frame just a little bit. Right. But if but if, if Crabtree, if the play that we all saw, which was the first play of the game, if that was a cheap shot, then either Chris Harris Jr. is the softest player in the league or I guess Michael Crabtree was giving him the business when they went out of the frame. That's the only thing I can come up with, but that was out of control. Here's the Raiders' call right. of the uh, melee to start that game. Marshawn, the lone back. They give it to him again off the right side. Von Miller comes slanting down. He's able to trip him up, and Marshawn with a good run. Now there's a fight over on the Broncos' sideline. Michael Crabtree is fighting with Akeem Tlaib. Akeem Tlaib, I think, went at Michael Crabtree. It's a brawl over on the Broncos' sideline. And they are really going at it. They are throwing punches here. Multiple guys are swinging. I think Akeem Tlaib went at Michael Crabtree to defend Chris Harris Jr. Crabtree's got his helmet off. They're all going to be ejected, Tom. They're all going to be kicked out. Crabtree throwing punches, going after Tlaib. This has become a street fight. Grand wow. Papa. The wow. real That's how you call a fight. Yeah. That's my guy. All right. Uh, now, uh, again, in all reality, though, it, it was, now, I think, it a true? lot of I'm sorry. I heard a I don't know Go if ahead. this is fake news. Crabtree and Conor McGregor. Is that, is that yes. fake news? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that would actually, you could see. <laughs> there's someone had tweeted at us earlier. I want to find this. Uh, at Mr. Nice Guy said, swinging with a helmet on, is there a bigger B in the NFL than Aqib Tlaib? No, yeah. no, no. I, I, I agree with you. But that's, that's part of his act. That's what makes him so good. What did he do? He took the top receiving weapon out for the Raiders. Now, granted, in that, he took himself out of the game. But, man, I, I, I know that it's kind of, no, no Bronco fan wants to hear a Raider fan tell them that they're in shambles. But, Arnie, this is shambles right now Absolutely. for the Denver Broncos. They haven't lost seven straight games since 1967. There was a report tonight. I was following our buddy Benjamin Albright, who's a great follow on Twitter, comes on with us a lot, uh, about the potential that they could even let Vance Joseph go, like, now. Wow. Uh, not even let him finish the season with how bad this has gone. But, man, I just... 
I watched the team today. I watched that entire game because I'm a glutton for punishment. But I just saw a team that, you know, the guy that's typically all over the quarterback, Von Miller, isn't. Your defensive backs that are typically making plays, they aren't. And you've got – I mean, there is nothing offensively for Denver. Arnie, this was a team after four weeks, 3-1 and one atop of those power rankings. Oh, so important to you guys. And yet here they are. They're talking about firing their coach, and their season's pretty much done. One big hot mess is what they are. I mean, who would have thought they'd hit on bad times? I think the – I brought this up last week, the loss to the Giants – uh, was it the loss yeah. of the Giants that, that started their downfall? We're like, oh, my goodness, yeah. no, nobody saw that one coming. Um, it, it, as for the brawl, I mean, you know, enough is enough with this. The commissioner's got to step in and do something about this. He, he can't let them get away. He's going to have to go over the film and decide what he's going to do about these guys. There's going to be a suspension coming. He can't let this one. Unless I'm wrong, I, I don't think you let this one pass. No, me neither. And they were it, – it's crazy. Because, as you mentioned, they didn't just get beat by the Giants. They got smoked by the Giants. They were 3-1. and one. They got beat by the Giants. They haven't won since. They beat the Raiders. Oakland was actually driving to potentially win that game when we got E.J. Manueled, which I really hope never happens again in the history of the silver and black. But, I mean, they're going – what's crazy, I don't mean to kind of tie in your Dolphins, and I know how you feel about talking about them, but having lost seven straight games, they go to Miami next week, and I saw an early line where – Denver is actually a favorite in that game. Is that that can't be possible, right? Not no, with of the way course it's possible. You know, I I can't even watch the Dolphins anymore <laughs> because it it makes me physically ill. I mean, I seriously, I have to lay down when I watch. I can't even sit up because I start start getting lightheaded and I want to vomit watching them. It it's so frustrating. Why I I can't even watch sports anymore. I can't watch any of my teams. Because they're so damn bad. I Seriously, even if I was a Cleveland fan, okay, I got to suck up with the Browns, but at least I get the Cavaliers and the Indians going for you. I got nothing going for me. It's disgusting the hell out of me. Uh, I'm sorry, Arnie. But it's no, you're seven. not sorry. Ever since I started rooting against you, all my teams have gone downhill. Yeah, it's karma. Take yeah. it if karma really existed. But hey, let's just to put a little bow tie before we get to crown them or crush them in our next segment. It does kind of magnify when you look at a team like Cincinnati, the Los Angeles Chargers, and obviously the Oakland Raiders, and potentially after tomorrow night, maybe the Houston Texans, but Houston at 4-6. and six. The Raiders, Chargers, and Bengals are a game under five hundred right now. They're 5-6. and six. They are one game out of the playoffs. Yeah. In fact, the Raiders and the Chargers are one game out of the division lead right now because yeah. Kansas City has absolutely hit the skid. My can ever since it was my Kansas City Chiefs when they were five and zero, right? <laughs> yes, I think you. I pretty am much the kiss of death. Yes. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Arnie, you have like this pristine looking sheet over in the NFC to where you got a ten and one team and you got two eight and three teams leading their division, a nine and two Vikings team, and then that wild card spot you got a seven and four and an eight and three. Flip back over to the AFC. Yeah, you got a six and five team right now in, in the playoffs, and a seven and four team that just lost to Arizona, clinging for life. I, this is this is insane to see it. Now I dig it because it means my team stinks and they're still alive right now. But man, what a mess as far as playoff positioning is concerned in the AFC. It's a cluster. And your team is horrible, so stop giving yourself some hope on that. I, I really wanted them to lose this uh, today, but no such luck. I was hoping for the comeback, Chris. And I mean, that's the only thing I've got left to go for me is start rooting against your teams out there. Well, uh, I'll say this much. I would argue that horrible is losing five straight or seven straight games 
pretty good still in the playoff mix, which is where we are right now, Raider Nation. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's time to play Crown em or Crush em. Yeah, It's our version of buy or sell as we break down what's hot, what's not, what's in, what's out, all the good stuff that all, I guess you could say, kind of corny sports radio shows do. We bring it to you next to Darnian Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? I means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Crown him or crush him. Coming up here in, uh, in just a bit. <laughs> what is this report that we have from Vermont? This is from Mike who says, Sources around Vermont confirm that the stinking genius likes to snatch fanny packs from hipsters to start a brawl. Is wow. this, are you like the Akeem <laughs> Tlaib? Wow. Instead of going after gold chains, do you grab fanny packs? You know, they're trying to make a comeback, apparently. I didn't know that. I, I should have invested in the fanny pack. I have no idea. I, yeah, there are a lot of hipsters, though, up here in Vermont, though. I didn't know if you know that. By the way, I know Todd Fermi coming up in the power hour of the show. Yes. I may, uh, I may go visit Todd, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Oh, yeah? You feeling good about uh, a couple of picks out there right now? Or is oh, this just oh. more getaway? No, no, no. Good. It's more business. Good's not even the word, Chris. That's why I'm offering to sell you my 2016 uh, Chevy Cruze and my Terrain at a very discounted price, Chris, uh, as well as my computer and all my clothes, because we're about the same size, because I'm going to take every dime that I get from you and put it on Ohio State minus the six or five and a half against Wisconsin and become super rich. That Matter of fact, oh, Ohio State's already up 7 nothing over Wisconsin. So, uh, yes, I'll go down to Vegas and make a, a boatload of money. Maybe, maybe Todd will uh, give me like a million-dollar loan of credit or something like that. Even, even with uh, JT Barrett questionable after the old Tanya Harding incident that took place don't this weekend? Don't, don't, don't care. care. Yeah, by the way, is that a Wisconsin fan that did that or what? I, because the way Urban Meyer was talking, there's like a conspiracy theory or something like that. Here, here's what I don't get, and I mean, I'm, I'm on a lot of sidelines, but I don't typically see quarterbacks warming up in areas where the media is allowed to walk through. So that kind of took me by surprise. But if you have other guys saying that, hey, it kind of looked intentional, they'll find out who it was. Well, and it- how many press passes did you give up? Uh, can't you just go back and – uh, take a look at how many of them were cameramen oh. and work from there. Or I mean, this this shouldn't even be as tough as law and order, to be honest with you, Chris. <laughs> you I mean, seriously, I mean, we know we've got the one. list of suspects. Just get Letty and and whoever on it. Let's get going here. Uh, and then one more. There's there's a re- there's a lot of really good tweets coming in tonight. So I apologize we haven't today. got to They're all of them. Me. I think it's okay. Uh, I like this. Eddie Rice, the Raider play-by-play announcer, wins the play-by-play brawl hands down. The Bronco guy was probably uh, busy in legalized pot. Now that's not true. Wow. Let's not point fingers. Uh, and then this from Mike. Tennessee can have P.J. Fleck from Minnesota. I will drive that hot air-filled wacko there myself. Ooh, uh, that's one season. One, one season yeah, you need, in Minnesota. You know, I, I got to tell you, Chris, see, this is why if you're going to make a hire now, it can't just be a normal hire. You have to have a hire where the alumni are going to go, oh, wow, I love that. Here, here's some more money for the football program. Let me write you another check. Uh, you need a big splash, a big name, which is why I always suggest that Mac Brown, who, you know, Mac yeah. Brown, do you believe that report that he called or uh, somebody called on his behalf to – Arizona State, I, I I know that the rumors are with uh, someone, but do you believe that report or what? 
Well, I have heard uh, I've heard Mac Brown is a candidate to become the athletic director at Texas. You know, Texas doesn't have an athletic director. I heard that uh, Mac Brown has called on several other jobs in the past. I heard that Baylor had called him to gauge his interest before he went with Matt Rule. But I haven't heard anything about Arizona State. I heard Brett Bielema is trying to throw his name out for Arizona State. But if I'm Bielema, man, I'm sitting on my $5.8 million buyout, and I'm waiting to see if Scott Frost falls through it in Nebraska and maybe sliding in there. Or, you know, this seems like a guy that might be better fit for the Big Ten. I, I, will, I will tell you this much. I know this sounds crazy. I am blown away that that didn't work at Arkansas. I thought that was Does that be a bother match you the way they fired him, him, by the way? Coming off the field? Yeah. Uh, yeah, big time. But he, di- he didn't seem to have a problem with it, right? Or at least he didn't publicly. No, because so. he was probably thinking to himself, how much do I get now? <laughs> when you said fired, does that mean I get the 5.8 mil? <laughs> Did you see the numbers? I think, uh, I think I tweeted these a little bit earlier. But here are the reported, and, and again, the keyword here is reported because there could be negotiations that take place to limit these down just a little bit. But Todd Graham. We'll get $12.3 million from Arizona State. Wow. Jim Mora, $12 million from UCLA. Kevin Sumlin, 10.4 mil from Texas A&M. Butch Jones, 8.2 mil from Tennessee. And Brett Bielema, 5.9 mil. Uh, Butch Jones and Brett Bielema could have their number reduced based on new jobs. Todd Graham, Jim Moore, Kevin Sumlin, doesn't matter, Arnie, if they take other jobs. You They're know, still if, getting that money. If you're going to give me a $10 million buyout, the boss could come on, on the air and fire me on the air. I mean, if I'm going to get a $10 million you're buyout. Fired. I mean, geez, I, I don't care if you skyrocket on the air. Hey, you're fired. As long as I'm getting my $10 million buyout, I think I can live with something like that, Chris. Yeah, I think I can live with it, too. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's hit up uh, what, it is what we call, if I can speak, crown them or crush them. It's our buy or sell, hot or not. It's our way of finding out what's in and what's out in the world of sports. It's done. It's done. The games are done. It ain't over until it's over. Now it's time to crown them or crush them. All right, crown them or crush them. All right. We, I, I want to start with the AFC West, and this isn't just because Nick Wright, our resident Los Angeles Charger homer, is on cloud nine Chargers, after the last two go. weeks of Charger football. Kinda. Arnie, crown him or crush him. The Los Angeles Chargers are now the favorite in the AFC West. Wow. Um, I mean, obviously, them and the Raiders, one game behind Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have the remaining schedule off. I can but pull it up way- real quick. All right, real quick then. What does Kansas City have left in their last five games? And uh, I'll see what the Chargers have left. Because, I mean, right now, just looking at it blind, I would love the way the Chargers are going, obviously. And who would have thought Kansas City would hit on rough times? I know the Chargers have the Browns, which will be a victory, home against the Redskins at Kansas City, obviously, which is going to be the big game at the Jets and the Raiders. Man, do I like the Chargers remaining. They could easily go 4-1 and yeah. one in that schedule. Here's what the Chiefs have left. Against the Jets, which, eh, Jets, and that's in New York. Then they, they host the Raiders at home. Oakland has never played well in Kansas City. Then they, uh, they host the Los Angeles Chargers. They then host the Dolphins. And then they go to Denver to take on the Broncos. Oh, if they oh can't win the goodness. division with that schedule, oh, my goodness. My gosh, what a cake schedule the rest of the way. Jeez, losers. I mean, 5-0, and oh, you talk about getting derailed. That is just embarrassing. They went from Super Bowl time, maybe not even making the playoffs. 
Right, and uh, not a single one of those teams left on their schedule has a winning record. By the way, so I maybe... don't know this as a, as a fact, Chris, but I'm going to say it as a fact because I don't think anybody's going to prove me wrong. I don't think a team ever, that ever started, what, 5-0 and ever has not made the playoffs. I think you might be right. Maybe we'll yeah. have to look at Minnesota from last year. But wow. with that said, crown them or crush them, Arnie, the Minnesota Vikings are the second-best team in the NFC. Well, obviously, you're going with Minnesota is the best team uh, in oh. the AFC. The Saints, uh, I mean, they came back down the earth a little bit, obviously, today. I like the Rams, but no, I, I think I've got to go with Minnesota, uh, especially with the role they're on and, what, seven in a row? And, I mean, even with the question mark, I always thought a quarterback and Keenum's, you know, obviously has been good. Bradford's been good for them. I mean, talk about Teddy Bridgewater. Either way, though, um, yeah, I think Minnesota's probably the second-best team right now. Uh, in the NFC, I think I've got to go ahead and, and buy that. You know what's kind of crazy, too, and not to get off on the beaten path here, but Case Keenum has been so good that Teddy Bridgewater, who was their first-round pick, and he started yeah. led him to the playoffs a couple of years ago, they haven't used him. And then I even started hearing rumors about the potential of maybe trading a tra- Teddy Bridgewater yeah. and going with the Case Keenum. That's That seems insane My to brother's me, a but- Viking fan. He's like, do you want him at Miami? I'm like, no. I don't want it. <laughs> no. By the way, we did see Minnesota start last year five and zero and miss the playoffs. So I mean, we, oh, well, I'm a moron then. Yeah, but it, but again, it, it was last year. We we forgot what happened yeah. last week. Uh, crown them or crush them. Both Akeem Talib and Michael Crabtree will be suspended by the NFL for their roles in the brawl today. Oh, crown them at least at least one game, maybe even more than that. Yes, I've. I've got to agree. There's no room for something like that in football, even though as enjoyable as it was, uh, it, it got out of hand. And, you know, the commissioner's going to have to step in and put his foot down and say, no, no, we can't tolerate something like this. I, I imagine it's going to be a one-game suspension for everybody involved in something like that one, Chris. All right, we have a lot more to go with Cronum or Crusham, including one that I, I am absolutely – I'll just tell you right now, after DeSager slides in here and gets us caught up on everything that's going on, I am. You use the analogy that you want. I'm either teeing it high for Arnie, or I'm pulling out the batting tee, and I'm going to put the ball on. And he's going to launch one out of the park, whichever. Now, our, our, our drive wow. one 400 yards. The That's the on. setup. That's the setup I have for our next crown him or crush him talk uh, topic. But right now, from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, here he is. You know him. You love him. He is Steve DeSager, <laughs> and he's been following. Everything that's going oh, on. In the why world do they sports, love Steve? him, but nobody loves me? I don't understand. Hey, I love you, Arnie. That question kind of answers itself. We'll get to the <laughs> NFL item in Pittsburgh, but Arnie, your Wildcats do have one bowl appearance since the uh, Fiesta Bowl loss to My Boise bad. State a few years. They, I looked it up. They won a New Mexico Bowl in 2015. <laughs> Who so, do we play? So take that. That was uh, Nevada. Beat the Wolfpack yeah. of Nevada. See, garbage teams every that was on the way first... around. Every baloney team we could play, we play. <laughs> that was on the first day of bowl season. In fact, I have seen the SI Bowl projections for this season. It's uh, You know, Boise State is playing Fresno State in the Mountain West Championship game yeah. this weekend. They predict that Fresno State's bowl game will be the one in the Bay Area on Fox against Washington State, which would put Boise State against Arizona in no, the Las Vegas You know Vegas what? I'd rather bowl. not even play in the game. I'd rather, I'd rather just pass on it then if we're going to do that. That's like going to the NIT. I, I, you know what? I'd say thank you, but no thank you. We're going to pass this year. <laughs> the amazing get us thing, a real opponent or we don't go. Yeah, well, real teams get real bowls. Fresno wow. State against Boise State this weekend. I must mention Boise State is going to host – that Mountain West Conference championship game, even though Fresno just beat them yesterday and they have identical records. Why? 
because Boise State has a better average in the four computer polls that the conference uses. Boise State gets to host the title game on Saturday. Wow. And Michigan quarterback Wilton Spate will leave as a graduate transfer. Yes, Clemson and Oklahoma are 1-2 in the new college football polls. Wisconsin, number three. Auburn, number four. Alabama fell to number five. Georgia is number six. And Miami dropped to number seven in AP. A great tweet from Associated Press tonight that this Saturday, quote, is the best championship Saturday ever because we have four games matching top ten teams. There's only one other time in the history of the AP football poll that that has ever happened. We have four top ten matchups coming up this week. And weekend. I still feel like we're getting the wrong teams in. Still feel that way. You know, we could have the top four out in the next four in, I feel like, the way things are going in this poll once we find <laughs> out results Saturday. Okay, to tonight's incredible finish at Pittsburgh, we talked about the 53-yard field goal on the final play. Chris Boswell win it, wins it. Boswell, the guy who missed an extra point kick early in the game, winds up the hero 31-28 over Green Bay. Steelers have won six in a row. Boswell's 53-yarder ties for the longest ever in an NFL game at Heinz Field. And they opened this place up over 15 years ago. There was a college kicker that made a 54-yarder in a game against Pitt. But Steelers kickers, for example, had never done this since they opened the place. At Heinz Field, Steelers kickers, when trying from 53 or more out, had been 0 for 6 all time until the game winner against the Packers tonight. The Rams beat New Orleans 26-20, ending an eight-game winning streak of New Orleans. Seattle won at San Francisco 24-13. Russell Wilson, three touchdowns. Oakland held on 21-14 over Denver, which has lost seven in a row. By the way, Paxton Lynch left with a sprained ankle. And Arizona won on a 57-yard field goal in the final seconds by Phil Dawson, his fourth field goal of the game, 27-24 over Jacksonville college hoops we still have a couple of college basketball games going on right now Whoa, and i'm watching it i didn't know if i did if this was on tape or what i didn't know what the hell i was watching no, there was a great <laughs> tournament with nike put on for phil knight in i'm Portland watching that week. game now i'm like what is this from yesterday or something I don't right know. now number one duke is losing 72 57 they're getting clobbered to seventh ranked florida with about 11 minutes left in the game Earlier, number four Michigan State dominated North Carolina, handing the Tar Heels their first loss, 63-45. Oklahoma beat Oregon in Portland, 90-80 as a freshman. Trey Young had 43 points for the Sooners today. Get to know the name, y'all. Trey Bleeping Young. (laughs) He is a stud. Also in Portland, Portland State beat Stanford. (laughs) Arkansas killed Connecticut. Butler in overtime over uh, Ohio State. And Gonzaga won an overtime against Texas. Yeah, I saw that one. It was a great tournament. It just finished up. Uh, also, by the way, USC ranked 10th, lost at home tonight to undefeated Texas A&M, 75-59. West Virginia won the tournament championship at Orlando, edging Missouri. Georgia took the third-place game in Southern California at the Wooden Legacy. Overtime over number 21, St. Mary's. The final has San Diego State up 27-25 against Washington State right now. First half, back to you. All right, thanks to Sager. We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. More from Steve coming up here in just a bit. Let's pick back up where we left off with yeah. Crown him or Crush him. By the way, I do like this off the, uh, off the Twitter feed, if you will, 
at Stinking Genius One at Plank Show at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this is from TB12 Goat. Crown them or crush them, the Packers. Well, that's kind of an easy one, right, Arnie? When you oh, lose geez. Aaron Rodgers, leave yeah. the questions to us, then, please. I mean, come on. Did you not lose? Are you not in third place? Are you not behind uh, Detroit and Minnesota, who's Minnesota's going to win the division anyway? And you're not going to get a. Come on now. You crush them like an ant for crying out loud. Your season is O V E R for the Green Bay Packers. Your season is done. All right. Are you ready? This might be the easiest. Yeah. Crown them or crush them topic I've thrown out there. I don't I know. The Packers was pretty easy. Third time in four weeks, I might have thrown it out there. Crown them or crush them. The Cowboys are D O N E done after getting smoked on Thanksgiving, Arnie. Oh, of course they're done. What? Come on now. Five and six again. They've lost three in a row. I told you last week, Dak Prescott is a one year wonder. Guess what? He's another one-year wonder. I keep telling you that. Without that offensive line, without Ezekiel Elliott, all of a sudden he looks more than just pedestrian. He looks downright average, if you if you ask me. As for the Cowboys, they're not bouncing back uh, after losing three in a row. No way, especially in that division, too, where every game is just uh, you know a slugfest out there. It's not going to happen. They're done. Uh, in the NFC, you've got to have nine wins to even be thinking about a playoff spot. That's not happening with the Cowboys. Their season is O-V-E-R, my friend. Sorry about that. That's it, All man. Right. It's game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> All right, Arnie. Uh, crown him or crush him. I want to shift to college football. Now, we had Ryan Fowler on in the first hour. If you missed that, you can obviously find a podcast at foxsportsradio.com or we're now available on iTunes. Search Fox Sports Radio Weekends and you'll find our show right in there with our other great shows right here on Fox Sports Radio. Crown him or crush him. The SEC will still get two teams in the Final Four. All right. I'm just going to try to take this slowly, all right? Okay. Because I think Clemson is going to get in with a win. I believe if Oklahoma loses, and that means Georgia wins, and I do think Georgia is going to win, so that means Georgia will get in. Um that means you're, you're asking if I think it's going to be Georgia and Alabama. That's really the only way two teams can get in, right? Is that, well, is that what I, no, here, here's what I think. Let me, let me pose it to you another way, too. Because my theory has been, and I'll stick by It can't by be this. Auburn and Alabama. Why not? Because, because there's, there's no way that um, Auburn would be like a number three or four seed. They'd be stuck right there taking that last spot okay. away from Alabama. Well, here's my theory, Let, yeah. and this is all predicated on Oklahoma winning, right? Oklahoma wins, right. Clemson wins, right? right? Auburn wins. Then what happens if Ohio State beats Wisconsin? Right. That final spot is between Ohio State and Alabama, right? Right. So wouldn't it be logical that Alabama could slide in over Ohio State? Oh, that's possible. I think it's See? more possible that if it was Georgia winning, Alabama could go ahead and it would be easier to jump Auburn. Could you be. wouldn't have to worry about that one. Could be. I, if Auburn loses, they're out. If Georgia loses, they're out. You know, right, ne- neither right, one of those right. teams is getting in. I look, uh, I'm not even sure that Oklahoma's going to win, so slow down on that. But I, I think it's possible that two teams in the SEC gets in. I just thought it was going to be Georgia and Alabama were the two teams. I didn't think it was going to be Auburn and Alabama. Listen, if Oklahoma loses, and I think it's guaranteed that two teams are getting in uh, from the SEC. Think about that. Because, two teams from the same half of the division, which is almost yeah. impossible unless it was Alabama. If it was Alabama and Auburn, one, two, nobody would be talking about Auburn getting in as the second team. I promise you that. Yeah, there, there would be no conversations about that whatsoever. Arnie, 
Crown him or crush him. Now, listen, this is a little bit different. We're jumping back into the NFL game. We have, what do we see here? One, two, three, four games left. Uh, five games left, excuse me, in the NFL season. You got the Chargers, Packers, Ravens, Bears, and Steelers. This is a similar question to the last few weeks, Arnie. Crown him or crush him. The Browns are not going to win a game this season. Again, Chargers, Packers, Ravens, Bears, Steelers, their final five. No. I mean, well, I mean, if, are the Steelers going to be playing everybody? That's the last week of the of the season. It is, and it's in Pittsburgh, so there's a chance there. There's a chance there because I think they play what New England the week before, and uh, they, uh, the the uh, the the Steelers do. The Steelers play them yeah. two weeks before. Yeah, okay, two weeks because if they go ahead, either way, win or lose, I think they're going to either be a one seed or two seed after that game. So their last two games. Maybe meaningless. Now, if they win that game, they've got to hold on to the number one seat. So all of a sudden, that became right. that game is much more important. Mm-hmm. Unless they have a one game lead over New England and they won that game, <laughs> then that Cleveland game is meaningless. So if the game's meaningless, there's a chance they win. Otherwise, Cleveland doesn't win at all. I love the way you've talked your way into that because I feel the same way. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it really all depends. Is there a chance Cleveland could beat Chicago? Absolutely. That's that's got a nine to three, like seven to two game written all over it. But I think the Bears have shown at times they can play better than they did today. Oh, how about the story tonight that the Bears were stuck on the tarmac in Philadelphia because their plane broke down. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, they had to send another plane to go get them. What a disaster after the way they played today. Uh, there you have it. Another award-winning edition of Crown Him or Crush Him here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, Steve DeSager slides in to get us caught up on everything we've missed, not just today, but this weekend in the world of sports. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. He is the stinking genius Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. A lot of good stuff on Twitter that we probably haven't been giving plenty of attention to. By the way, Uh, great news. Ohio State only a six-point favorite. Bet the farm on them. What was the uh, you had? You actually hit on the last one, right? Whenever you were all in, I think it might have been uh, taking Ohio State over Michigan, right? So you feel pretty good right now. They uh, they didn't cover. Did they cover that one? I don't think they covered that. They were a bigger favorite in that one. I have no idea, Arnie. I do not pay attention to the spreads in college football. Only in the NFL. Oh, actually, uh, that I'm dropped down. The, it dropped down to like eleven or twelve, and they won by eleven. So depending on the number that you had, you know couple of quick tweets, and uh, DeSager slides in here. Uh, Leroy hits us up, says, Can my Irish get less Miles or Mac Brown to be head coach? I'm, I've been oh, done with Brian it. Kelly for three years. Well, they're doing well. Uh, and then uh, Hus- uh, B- uh, Bakersfield Rod. Sorry, I tried to make him Husker Rod. Now that UCLA has hired Chip Kelly, I wonder how many 9-3 and three seasons they can amass. Just asking. As soon as they amass one nine and three season, you'll want ten and two, and then you'll want an undefeated season. Though it was interesting because earlier today, I don't think Eddie is on board with this is going to actually work out so well. There was quite a bit of disdain. Ah, here it is. Chip Kelly is not a home run for UCLA guys. He's more like you, Darvish, for a game seven clincher and giving up five runs in the first two innings. Wow! Remember the Niners again. Pros versus college. It might take him some time to get his guys in at UCLA, but 
Arnie, I think of all the hires, well, of the couple of hires we've had so far, I think that's a home run for you. I think it's a home run also. First of all, he could dominate the recruiting. Uh, there's no doubt about that. If you're going to look inside Los Angeles, it's only them in USC. So he'll get it back on track. It's a phenomenal school. There's no doubt about that also. So uh, he's got that. He could also live a life. You know, you could walk around UCLA in Los Angeles. People won't even know who the hell you are. I mean, it's, a, it's the land of actors and actresses and, and stuff like that. So you could actually live a life. And he doesn't have to deal a whole heck of a lot of recruiting at UCLA. He'll have people that will help him out with that. He doesn't have to worry about a lot of fundraising stuff. UCLA takes care of itself just by the name UCLA, it's a home run hire for them. There's no doubt about that. All right. Steve DeSager rolls in every single Sunday night to get us caught up on everything that we've missed in the world of sports. What's going on in this What's Sunday up evening, Steve Boy, we have more stuff than we have time, but we do have the ratings out from the college football yesterday. Alabama-Auburn is now the highest-rated college football game of the season so far. Wow. Previous high was Alabama's opener against Florida State. That got about a 7-point rating. Yesterday got a 7.8. It, by the way, got a 53.8 in Birmingham for the local wow. rating. <laughs> anyway, That's like our radio show in Birmingham. It's exactly gonna... <laughs> like that, Artie, yes. Uh, superb ratings for Fox for Ohio State, Michigan. That got nearly a seven yesterday, making it the most watched regular season game Fox has ever carried for college football. The previous record was Ohio State, Penn State this year. And by the way, from Ohio State, Devere Posey is the Grey Cup MVP tonight for Toronto, which won in the snow, temperature about 25 degrees. Pre-game flyover was canceled. They had to keep sweeping so you could see the lines on the field. Posey wound up with seven catches, 175 yards, and a touchdown. Toronto and Mark Tressman win the Grey Cup on a last-minute field goal. Mark Tressman, you know what Bears fans are thinking. Wait a minute. This this guy was CFL Coach of the Year and now Grey Cup champion. Toronto won its division with a 9-9 and record, and they win the title tonight. What could have been? What could have been if they would have just kept him around? (laughs) Meanwhile, the... Ravens are not out of it as far as playoffs. The Baltimore Ravens are hosting Houston in the Monday night game tomorrow. Chiefs are certainly not out of it yet, even though Kansas City lost its third in a row today. Must mention the Falcons game today. Julio Jones had 12 catches for 253 yards and two touchdowns as Atlanta beat Tampa Bay. That means that's three times already in his career Julio Jones has had at least 250 receiving. No other player has ever had more than one such game in his career. And one of his touchdowns was on a long pass from Mohamed Sanu, who had a long touchdown pass in his Cincinnati days four years ago, (laughs) which means Sanu is the first wide receiver since the merger that has multiple touchdown passes of 50-plus yards. Seattle got a win at San Francisco. Russell Wilson, two touchdown passes and a touchdown run. Jimmy G had a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo played not even the whole final series, but C.J. Beathard, the San Francisco starter, injured a knee with about a minute to go. Garoppolo comes in and throws a touchdown pass on the final play. So San Francisco lost only 24-13. But Russell Wilson gets the team back on track after a loss again. Following an in-season loss, Russell Wilson's record is 23-4, the best record by a starting quarterback since the merger in 1970. 
assuming 15 such starts minimum. Tom Brady, four more touchdown passes today. Oh, enough. Record for New England. They've clinched their 17th straight season with a winning record. And this is seven wins in a row for the Pats. Miami's lost five straight. It was 35-17 New England. By the way, nine straight wins for Philadelphia as they ripped the Bears 31-3. to and My yes, Eagles! The Bears did oh, no. transfer to a new plane at about 10 p.m. Eastern time. There was a broken plane. They were stuck on the tarmac in Philly. So after a fourth straight loss, they had that to deal with. Philadelphia 10-1, and the overall record. It's the fourth time in their franchise's history the Eagles have started a season 10-1 and or better. They made the NFL championship game each yeah, of the previous three. Yeah, never won a Super Bowl, three. though. Never have won it, but getting yeah. to the final, wouldn't you say they're about the favorites? I want to see that Eagles-Rams oh, yeah. in L.A. game next month. Well, try not to throw up in the huddle on the last uh, drive. The, the, that could be a <laughs> Boy, going back for that. The Rams that were impressive, that no, that impressive against New Orleans today, 26-20. The Saints had come in having won eight straight. But how about the running game? Well, the two running backs, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, superb again, even in the Saints' loss. They are now the first running back teammates to each have 1,000 yards from scrimmage plus eight touchdowns in the first 11 games of a season in the first in the uh, Super Bowl era. And still the Rams wound up beating them. Jared Goff over 350 yards passing. And the Cowboys say they will wave running back Darren McFadden tomorrow. Dallas released kicker Mike Nugent. Yep. Thanks to Sager. Mm-hmm. That's that that tells you how bad things are in Dallas when they have to let someone go so he can play for a contender. By the way, Duke is only down by three now. I want you to know that. Hey, we got a game going on during the show. How exciting is that? As yeah. we head to our final hour, Todd Furman, your calls and your tweets coming up next. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. <laughs> I had to laugh. I, I I was just going through the tweets on the show tonight. Yeah. As we welcome you back for a final hour to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. I stopped it reading It is them. easy to save 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. The, the, the tweet that just came in like two seconds ago from Trev, at Trevor USC. He goes, Arnie, can you tell Chris's Raiders one? He hasn't been as combative with you as usual. Oh, I, I, I said that to start the show true. off. Did I not say, hey, look at you Trevor, in a good mood yeah. because your Raiders won and your Oklahoma Sooners <laughs> won. Not, not only did my, my Raiders win, Arnie, but all the kids were out of the house today. You know, it's, it's been a perfect day for me. It's like a holiday for you. You know what? You got to embrace those days whenever you get them, right? Yeah, you, you do. Just, I never get those anymore. days, though. So You don't. You don't anymore, do you? All right, no. so let's spend some time on Twitter. Todd Furman is coming up here in just a bit. We actually have a game that we're following tonight, which has been a little bit odd for me. I won't lie. I'm not used to having college basketball this late. But, what, 15 seconds left in the game. Now nine seconds left. Duke leads Florida 85-84 to 84 in a game that uh, has been fairly back and forth. Uh, and that is taking place in the PK-80. So we'll keep you up to date on this Duke-Florida game as it uh, rolls late. And then we actually, Arnie, we had a pretty good Sunday night football game. We haven't had a lot of good Sunday night football games throughout the season. But uh, that was that was at least entertaining between the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, who ended up pulling it out, and the Packers. I don't know if we want to start talking about Brett Hundley being for real or anything no, of that we nature. Don't. No, we don't. But, no. but, but he, he, he seems a little bit more comfortable. Well, it was a, a, uh, well of course you did. But when he, when he got shut out at home for crying out loud. So it, it could only go up uphill after that, Chris. Uh, ba- it wasn't going to happen to him again. Baby steps. I'm trying trying to be positive. I'm in a good mood. Trevor's right. I I don't care. Brad Hundley, pro bowler. Now, uh, one other quick note. Now, I've got to admit that I was wrong about something. And, you know, it it kind of pains me 
But I'm okay with saying I was wrong on this one. Because after about week five, you and I debated whether or not Alex Smith was an MVP candidate. And I was very vociferous and passionate, maybe even a little bit fake passionate, hoping that I could reverse karma that bad boy. And uh, Alex Smith is not only not an MVP candidate right now, Arnie, there's a a little bit of a buzz building that Andy Reid tried to shoot down. Yeah. To turn to Patrick Mahomes, what do you think? Should they do I'll it? I'll take Alex Smith over in Miami if they want to go ahead and ship him out over there. I'll make that trade in a heartbeat. But, yeah, I can understand why. You lost five of your last six. You, you started off 5-0. and You lost in the playoffs in the first game last year when you thought you were going to go to the Super Bowl. You haven't won a playoff game since, what, Jan Stenerud played or Wen Dawson. <laughs> you might as well go to a younger guy and see what they could do. You, you hear the raves, uh, rave reviews about Mahomes, so... Might as well go with him. That's why you drafted him. Obviously, Alex Smith isn't getting it done. Well, and here's the wild thought about it. I mean, I get it. You're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. Breaking news, Chief fan. I know. I know. You're probably not going to win the Super Bowl this year. Probably not going to make the playoffs. You're probably not going to make the playoffs. But also in that, too, Arnie, you are... You got a situation to where at least you could start grooming a guy for the future and maybe still stake a claim to being the third best team in the AFC? I mean, think about it. You're battling Tennessee and Jacksonville right now. Why not? All right, we got an update to Sager. Did I hear the update, or was that yeah, just – Yeah, bad right. bad last possession by the Gators. Barely threw up a wild three. Duke yeah. comes back to win the tournament final in Portland, 87-84. Against seventh-ranked Florida, that's the Gators' first loss in the early season. Are we supposed to be, be paying attention to college basketball? I mean, I've been watching it, but I, I get the feeling I'm the only one that's watching these games. This well, tournament I, was great. It was a 16-team field, and for Phil Knight's 80th birthday, that's why it's the yeah. PK-80. Right. They brought in a lot of good teams. I mean, Gonzaga in overtime today, and I think they had a double overtime game earlier this weekend. It was a great tournament. By the way, uh, don't ruin it for me, Steve, because Florida just inbounded the basketball (laughs) down three on my feed. So don't you guys tell me what's going to happen here. Boy, you weren't kidding. That is an awful last possession. by Florida's shot that they put up was a one-handed leaner that wasn't even behind the three-point line. Makes you wonder where the point guard is. You remember when Vegas had that long winning streak with Jerry Tarkanian and they lost the final four game to Duke? It's because their point guard had fouled out and they, they went nowhere on the final possession. This was even worse than that. Some Billy Donovan's. Oh wait, hold on, I, uh, Billy Donovan. Yeah, someone's yeah, gonna you. pay for that one. By the <laughs> way, speaking of Billy Donovan, just since since we're on a basketball kick right now, Arnie, I, I'm not here. Oklahoma City fans, don't get mad at me. But on Wednesday night, on Wednesday night, the tide had turned. The Thunder were back. The NBA West is in trouble because here comes OKC. Do you want to know what's happened since OKC beat Golden State at home on Wednesday night? Yeah. Yeah, they have. They've lost they to the lost, Pistons. Yeah, and they got smoked by the Mavericks. I have no idea what's going on with that team. Yeah, they, you got to right be now. proud of that team out there in OKC. Uh, you certainly. Uh, I'm glad I didn't put a whole bunch of money for them to win the championship. I'd look foolish right now. All right, let's roll through some of these great tweets that we've been receiving tonight. As always, you can hit us up. Arnie is at Stinkin' Genius 1. That's S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius and the number one. I'm at Plank Show. First one from the Eggman who hits us up and says, Arnie, how can anybody believe this lame, sloppy Pittsburgh team is for real? 
I kind of like them. I mean, they still find a way to win, but they're, in they're the a little AFC. bit of a mess. Who else, other than the Patriots, who else are you going to go with? They're second by default. They're going to play for a home field advantage because nobody else is good enough to even put up a fuss here. And like you said, uh, Ben Roethlisberger, what, how many weeks ago, said, I don't know if I want to play in football. Yeah. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Next thing you know, they're fighting it out with New England. So, yeah, they're number two. But uh, I think it's the Patriots won and Pittsburgh three, and there's no number two. That's the difference between the two teams there. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, and I was I, I brought this up, and it, and I kind of was digging through it. You know, you're looking at a situation right now where a Kansas City Chief team that has lost five of its last six games is the what the right around the third best team in the AFC right now. Tennessee's above them. Tennessee's look like garbage the last couple of weeks. They had a rally to beat Indianapolis today. Jacksonville just lost to Arizona. Then you have Buffalo, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Los Angeles, and Oakland that are there waiting to, uh, to kind of jump, uh, chomp at the bid at them if they get the opportunity. To. Guys, NFL.com tonight after the Steelers win updated their playoff picture. Still, as of now, the Chiefs would get a home playoff game as a division wow. champs, and the Titans <laughs> would get a home playoff game as a three seed. What about my Dolphins? The Steelers are they and- still in it? You know, almost everybody else but the Dolphins is in it, yeah. They're in, they're in Jets territory right now. By the way, with the Rams playing the Saints today, they're now My each, Rams. Stop. They're now each 8-3. and three. The Rams would get a home playoff game, and the Saints would get a home playoff game that first weekend. I'm jumping on the Rams now. bandwagon. That's my team. I'd, I'd say you should jump on the Chargers bandwagon. No! I no! I lived in L.A. for a long time. I should, get by, I should automatically... To make the Rams my second favorite team. If any <laughs> any one of the Chargers' close losses had gone their way, I mean, they lost overtime a couple weeks ago. At Jacksonville, that was ridiculous. They had the they lost to Miami, didn't they? You yeah. Remember the uh, opening kick that was blocked at Denver in that first Monday night late game? I mean, if any of these silly Charger losses that they've had so many of in recent years had gone their way, they'd be six and five, and that would be just about enough to be in the playoffs at oh. this point. Steve, you've been a Charger fan for how long? Uh, I know. I've I, seen this. This isn't new. Same, same <laughs> chapter, same book. Yeah. Uh, here's one from UCLA Somebody's giving Dodger me garbage. Look, somebody's giving me a tough Uh-oh. time uh, with that tweet about the Chiefs start out five and zero. Has everyone ever started out five and zero? Missed the playoffs? Question yeah. mark. Genius. Oh, sorry, I didn't remember that from last year. Sorry, big boy. We don't remember what happened last week, so I don't think you guys can get on us for not remembering something from last year. That's like ancient history. Uh, UCLA Dodger Frank writes, I'd love to see a terrible Final Four for college football featuring Florida, Tennessee, Kansas, and Arizona. Now, come yeah. on. Arizona wouldn't belong in the terrible Final Four, right? No. you'd yes. have to, We'd get at least two Big 12 teams in there with Baylor. Uh, this from Scott who writes, great news for Wisconsin and Canes fans. You're both in the playoffs. Arnie picked against you. So maybe there's a chance. I don't know about Miami. I'm going to have to dig a little bit. This is kind of knee-jerk tonight because I I still – I'm of the belief, and maybe the committee will tell us, maybe they won't, that the ACC championship game is for a spot. Clemson's in if they win. Miami's in if they win. Miami has like a 3% chance of winning that game as far as I'm concerned. Uh, is there no scenarios in which USC makes the Final Four? That's from I don't the master. Think so. I, I don't see yeah. one. Yeah, I don't either. If if the Notre Dame game had been a little bit closer, maybe a little bit more dramatic, they might have an opportunity. Well, if they go, I almost cussed. If they go out and ki- kick the ever living, you know what, out of Stanford in the Pac-12 championship game, that's still not maybe. good enough. 
but it would take kind of a disaster theory yeah. around you. Uh, a couple more quick ones here before we roll on. Well, let's stick on college football. Arnie and Chris, this is from our, our buddy Calvert out in Arizona. He says, I praise the Miami Hurricanes winning on your show, and here I am with them losing, tweeting you guys to show that no matter if they win, lose, or cancel games, I'm still representing the U. You know what? I'll be honest with you, Arnie. We can debate whether or not this team is truly a Final Four contender, if they're truly a championship team. The one thing that is, I don't think that isn't debatable, it's fun to have Miami relevant again, isn't it? And and then they add the turnover chain. There's always a little bit of, of swag and attitude to that team. I mean, you, you got to dig it whenever the U is relevant again in college football. I, I do like it, but let's be honest. They're far from going. You know, when you look at the home crowd there, that's not Alabama. That's not Michigan. That's not Ohio State. Uh, heck, that's not even like a Tennessee or something. The the crowd's just sparse uh, for a program like that. It really uh, it sucks to see something like that. And then two more quick ones since we're on the college football kick tonight, and I've loved this. Leroy uh, writes, why do Ohio State and Auburn continue to be talked about in the playoffs when they have two losses? They shouldn't be considered because of two losses. End of story. I, now, listen, I would agree with you 100%. On Ohio State. Absolutely. They gave up 50 in a loss to Iowa. Woo! Iowa, right? There's no business they have being in this conversation. But I understand Auburn, their schedule was backloaded a little bit. They've beaten Georgia, who at the time was number one. They beat Alabama, who at the time was number one. And now they have a chance to beat Georgia again. If they do that, it's going to be hard to leave them out. And I think they'd be what the only two-loss team to get in. So I – and that would leave out in Alabama, I think, with them getting in. I thought that and, if you win the SEC, you're automatically in the playoff thing. Is that what everybody always says? How could you not you know, keep true. out the SEC champion? That's true. And, hell, they might end up getting two teams. They might get in over the Big Ten champion as far as Alabama's concerned. And I'll, I'll leave this one for you, Arnie, because, again, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive tonight. I'm in a good mood. I know. Sooner I don't Mike like writes, when you're in a good mood at all. I don't like that at all. I know. All. You're trying to do everything you can to bring me down, but I won't let you do it. Uh, this is from Sooner Mike who writes, when did the Vols become such a joke? Boy, I don't know. What about And Sooner Mike also ago? just said one, one in just now said, didn't the Falcons start 5-0 and and miss the playoffs a couple of years back? Well, Okay. I'd ask the Vols question, so I don't remember all these because, like I said, I forgot if they had lost. You want to help with the 5-0 and question? Well, the, I'll, I'll, when, I'll give you the Vols thing. How many years after the, they got rid of Philip Fulmer? You just look up that for me, and you could start there. As for the Falcons, I, I don't think so. I don't think they ever do started Do you remember when Josh McDaniel was Broncos head coach, they started 6-0 and and did not make the playoffs? Yeah, somebody oh, somebody yes. brought that up, right, Chris? Didn't somebody bring there that up? There was a Vikings no? team uh, 15 years ago that started 6-0 and and did not make the playoffs. I have read that you remember that Leon Lett Thanksgiving game in the snow yeah. at Dallas? Yeah. The Dolphins are the team that won that game at Dallas, so that gave right. them a 9-2 and two record, but they didn't have Dan Marino. He was injured, didn't play the rest of the year, and that was the last win of the season, Thanksgiving, for the Dolphins. So now, they had a 9-2 and two start and didn't I make the playoffs. I do remember this, that the Jets were like 10-1, and one, and somebody predicted on TV that they weren't going to win another game, and they lost all last five of their games or something like that. But could still wow. make the playoffs with double-digit yes. wins. I yes. mean, the people we're talking about, 6-0 and oh starts and not making the playoffs right. at right. all. Yeah. Boy, that has to be a gut punch as a fan. You start out 6-0, you're talking Super Bowl, boom, out of the playoffs. All right, good stuff on Twitter. Keep it rolling. At Plank Show, that's me, at Stinking Genius One. That's Arnie Spanier. It is a busy, 
busy Sunday night, and we're just getting started. Todd Furman next from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Football Sunday. Great news. Great news, Arnie. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Lots of stuff to get to. Yeah, we were just said, who the hell is Arnie's NFL team? Dolphins, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Rams, Saints. I think it's everyone <laughs> except the Patriots. No, I'm a Giants and Dolphins fan, but it's just been a very tough year. for. Well, it's a tough, tough decade, tough century for me there. So. Nah, not, not a century. I mean, you know, tough tough decade. I mean, you had the Dave Wanstat era. Hey, does Gase make it through this season or not? Oh, he makes it through the season, but I don't want him back. But he probably comes back if that's what you're asking. I can see him oh, getting you know, another year, but I, I'm ready to move on from him also. I've had enough. I should be smarter than that. You're right. He's going to make it through the season. It's just whether or not he gets, yeah. fi- gets fired afterwards. Because I, I don't know. I mean, as we welcome in Todd Furman, our buddy from Vegas, the Bethel Board podcast, Vegas. the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Do we have odds that we can get involved in on hiring and firing of coaches, especially with all this madness today, Todd? You know, a little bit of hiring and firing, but I'm going to uh, try and give you guys a little rumor. I know you were talking about it earlier. Do not be surprised if the next head coach down there in lovely Tempe is one Kevin Sumlin. So I'll I'll throw that name out there. I think there were a lot of moving pieces for Arizona State to fire Todd Graham the way they did. It was one of the worst-kept secrets that A&M had already reached an agreement with Kevin Sumlin. I think he becomes the front-runner to take over down there. It's anyone's guess in terms of what unfolds at Nebraska, but I have to think if Jimbo Fisher ultimately moves to College Station, we'd be talking about Florida State throwing their hat in the ring for Scott Frost, but I think he has a standing offer on the table for Nebraska. As far as the Arkansas job, uh, I think that remains as wide open as any right now. I would have said Gus Malzahn would be the odds-on candidate as he was at betonline.ag, but with Auburn poised to make a deep run, uh, I think they may go in a different direction and have to think Mike Norvell right down the road in Memphis makes an awfully logical continuation to try and have a focus on a high-flying passing attack. What did you say about Tennessee? What did you, if you had a Shiano ticket, you might have cashed that thing already. Well, you know? the, the Shiano situation, uh, very interesting to see how that unfolds when you have a, a lot of prominent folks that are passionate about the Tennessee program, including students, get involved from Sarah Huckabee to our friend Clay Travis, who tweeted out John Curry's business credentials to allow <laughs> Tennessee fans to try and text him and or email him. Some of their unhappiness there. Be interesting to try and see. I think Mike Leach probably becomes the guy moving to the top of the Vols list. I'm not sure he makes the most sense, uh, but when you look at Tennessee and how lethargic they've been offensively, uh, I really think there's a lot more pressure placed on this program, knowing their fervent fan base, uh, given that Florida gets their man in Dan Mullen. Uh, and credit to the Vols fans. I don't think there's another team in the country that would have drawn the attendance they did for their season finale against Vanderbilt if they were 0-7 in conference, knowing there was no hopes of getting to the college football bowl games. Unbelievable. Now, Todd, you know, I'm coming out to Vegas because somebody made a big, big mistake making Ohio State only a five and a half point favorite. I'm selling my cars, my uh, Chevy Cruze and my terrain at a discounted price. I've got to put everything on Ohio State, right? They, they should win by at least three touchdowns. Don't take those snow tires off your car. Arnie. We know Burlington's <laughs> about to get buried this time of year, so I don't want to see you having to shovel your way out. When you look at this number, uh, there's no doubt that Ohio State will get some support from the professionals. But the real question is, what are we going to see from JT Barrett? Every time you want to buy into Ohio State, they look like an anemic offense. 
And if it wasn't for an ill-timed dropped interception when Michigan led that game 14-0 on Saturday, we'd probably be talking about the Buckeyes having their third loss. But as we saw, John O'Cornyn able to complete the forward pass. Haskins comes in off the bench, and Ohio State starts to show some of that swagger that we'd grown accustomed to. Five and a half probably won't last at some of the sharper books. I think this number closes at six and a half. Maybe you'll see a little bit of resistance if the number got higher than that. Uh, but should be a fascinating matchup. I have to think that Wisconsin fans remember the last time they went into a game of this magnitude, albeit as a five-point favorite, and lost 59 nothing to the then oh. Cardale Jones-led experiment wearing the scarlet and gray. So as wild as these rankings might be tomorrow, or our Tuesday, it, it seems pretty simple to me, Todd, and correct me if you think I'm wrong. If Oklahoma wins, they're in. The winner of the ACC title game, Miami or Clemson, is in. Uh, the winner of the SEC title game is in. And then if Wisconsin wins, they're in. And if Ohio State wins, does Alabama then slide into that fourth spot? Is, is it that simple? Could it be that easy? I think that's exactly how it looks right now, that you're talking about three teams having a, three conferences, excuse me, having essentially playing games between Miami and Clemson, as you mentioned, where Clemson is now a heavy nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Georgia and Auburn, I think a lot of people jumping to conclusions that they're going to see an Auburn massacre part two, whereas Georgia playing at home, Auburn maybe a little bit of a letdown having gone through the gauntlet they have. I actually agree with Arnie's assessment, I hate to say it, that I think <laughs> Georgia may have a chance to win that particular game and get in. Uh, you mentioned the other conferences and the way things will play out there. Uh, I really believe it's going to boil down to Ohio State and Alabama for that four spot. And the question remains, does the committee want a two-loss conference champion in Ohio State? Do they want the Blue Blood program in Alabama? I personally think there's a lot more to it than just on-field performance. We've seen the regional bias play a major role in the past. And if you have the likes of Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, hypothetically, that becomes much more of a southern contingent where you lose a lot of the Midwest, you lose a lot of the West Coast. I think Ohio State makes for a much more attractive draw, as hard as it is for people to comprehend, than Alabama would. Todd, when you're looking at the pros against the Joes, i got to assume that the public is all over USC because of the tough game that Stanford had against Notre Dame. Uh, I've got to assume that they're all over Georgia because of the Auburn game against Alabama, plus the injuries now. So you got to assume that the public is all over there. They're jumping on the Ohio State bandwagon. Vegas is going to be uh, looking for some other sides on that. They're, they're really going to be desperate, are they not, or what? Well, I think the most public side we're going to see, and if I use my text messages and my Twitter as any indication of where the public's going to come down, will be Auburn. I mean, people think this is a free money giveaway. They saw Auburn absolutely dismantle Georgia a few short weeks ago. They, say, they see Auburn at home as a four-and-a-half-point underdog taking down the behemoth in the conference in Alabama. So there's no reason to believe that Auburn won't be able to replicate that type of effort. But I tell people to walk into this game with a lot more guarded optimism because this isn't being played at Jordan-Hare. It's played in a de facto home game for Georgia where you know you're going to have a fervent Georgia fan base. The Georgia players have heard nothing about how they'll stand no chance in this particular spot. And you're asking Auburn to look like the same juggernaut we've seen with the potential that Carrion Johnson won't be at 100%. So this is a bit of a dangerous spot. And you hate to say you could have a letdown in a conference championship, but would you fault Auburn if they actually looked human for 60 minutes given how well they've played? over the last couple games. Ohio State-Wisconsin, I think you're going to see much more balanced action, to be quite honest. Uh, And when we look at the other games, USC-Stanford won't have college football playoff implications, but I do think you're going to see public support for USC, knowing that Stanford did look pedestrian against Notre Dame, and they'll look back to that 42-24 thumping that USC Mm -hmm. put on the Cardinal, plus throw into the equation, USC's had some extra time to heal up and prepare uh, for this particular matchup come Friday night in Santa Clara. Todd, I love your perspective on college football and your opinions. So, 
If the Big Ten gets left out, knowing how much sway and pull that a Jim Delaney has, could that be the first step towards getting, say, to six or maybe eight teams in this playoff picture? I think it's inevitable. It's just a question of when we'll get there. I mean, you look at the way things play out. I know college football says the intrigue helps, but you essentially have five power conferences and you have four slots. Anybody who's a math wizard knows it doesn't quite make sense. (laughs) Maybe you only expand by one bit. I believe it's the WCHA in college hockey that does their final five where they have a team play in. So that way you can at least in theory have all the conference representatives represented in some capacity. Uh, But I think when you look at six, I mean, who wouldn't love that's a college football fan? And I'm not saying they could do it and pull off the upset, but to see a Central Florida, if they were to run the table and finish the season 13-0, at least compete against the big boys and have a seat at the table. College football isn't quite an apples-to-apples comparison to college basketball, but that's why we all love March Madness. It's a one-game type scenario where Cinderella has a chance to wear the dance slipper, and even if they can't win three games and you know, ultimately win the college football national championship, what better way than to see a Central Florida match up against an Auburn, and maybe you do get a power conference team looking past a second-tier opponent or what they would deem to be so. You know, let me let you go on this, Todd. Uh, just a quick left turn since you brought up college basketball. Now that my Wildcats have lost three in a row and they're not going to be in the top 25, I get, what, 100 to 1 on them to win the championship this year now? I should be able to get something like that? I don't think you're going to get more than the odds really offered for them going in. They were about second favorites, but you look oh, at college basketball. We know it is a marathon and not a sprint. Come on! And when you look at Arizona, their number has fallen. You will have a little bit more value uh, at 12 to 1. I know they have some injuries, uh, but clearly didn't look like the national championship contender. But like Arizona kids already, we expect them when they leave Tucson to go down to the Bahamas and party yes. like rock stars. I know it's not quite <laughs> Rocky Point, but there's clearly plenty of things to be distracted by down there. I, I, will, I will say the team that really distanced themselves from some of the competition by the way they won this PK-80 half of the draw was Duke coming yeah. back in pretty impressive fashion against Texas and doing something similar tonight against a very good Florida team and covering two spreads by under a point Woo. in both of those instances. Imagine there were a lot of folks fading the Blue Devils oh. that have ripped up tickets and or broken television sets this time of year. <laughs> awesome I stuff as always, Todd. Hey, have Thanks, a great Todd. week, Todd. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Enjoy the championship games next weekend. Yeah, that's right. We got when we talk to Todd next yeah. week, we'll have the fourteen playoff set. How about that? And, and I'll and be rich way, because I bet in Ohio State. And the Heisman votes will be due uh, in less than twelve hours. Ohio, uh, Ohio State just scored again. They're up fourteen nothing over Wisconsin. Oh my gosh! All right, uh, let's get to Sager in here as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Arnie's going to ev- be rich, he says. Oh by my next gosh! Sager, just tell everybody that. in your in your updates that Ohio State beat Wisconsin. We'll give you the final score in a, in a week from now. Chris, there's a better shot that Arnie doesn't even have a microphone because he lost that in gambling as well as the car and the kid. I'll shut my microphone. <laughs> Pittsburgh won its sixth straight game tonight. It turned out to be a thriller against Green Bay. 53-yard field goal on the final play wins it from Chris Boswell. 31-28 over the Packers, who've dropped five out of six. Now, Aaron Rodgers is still out, but he did throw out of uniform pregame. Brett Hundley, three long touchdown passes. Antonio Brown was incredible. Again, great sideline catch to set up the game-winning field goal. He had two touchdown catches in the second half. Brown finished with 10 receptions, 169 yards. Ben Roethlisberger on a team that had three turnovers tonight did wind up with four touchdown passes and 351 through the air. And Le'Veon Bell had 95 yards rushing plus 12 catches 
for Ooh. 88 yards. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. The Raiders were up 21-0 on slumping Denver early in the fourth quarter, 21-14 the oh, final. Too bad. Denver quarterback Paxton Lynch left with a sprained ankle. Trevor Simeon threw two touchdown passes on Denver's last two drives. The Broncos have lost seven in a row. How bad is this offense? 12 drives today, only 12 first downs. <laughs> and the Broncos were sacked five times and committed nine penalties. For the Raiders, Michael Trab- Crabtree was kicked out for fighting, could be suspended, and Amari Cooper left with a concussion. Maybe Chris can uh, play some wideout for the I'm Raiders ready. next weekend. Of course, it's against, it's against the Giants. They may not need the help. <laughs> Seattle got a win at San Ouch. Francisco, 24-13. Three total touchdowns for Russell Wilson. The Niners 1-10. How about their first 12 drives today? Nine punts, an interception, and two field goals. They get that touchdown pass on the last play from Jimmy Garoppolo off the bench because C.J. Beathard hurt his knee. Rams beat New Orleans 26-20, each team 8-3. Greg Zerline of L.A., four field goals, including from 50 and 49 yards. Saints' eight-game winning streak is over. And Arizona won on a 57-yard field goal in the final seconds by Phil Dawson, 27-24 over Jacksonville. Buffalo's Steven Hauschka, three field goals, including 56 and 49-yarders. They won by six at Kansas City, 16-10 to 10 as Alex Smith threw an interception on the final drive. Rookie Kareem Hunt, 11 carries, 17 yards. He's been held under 90 yards rushing six straight games now. Kansas City's offense, 13 drives, just 14 first downs. No, they are not considering changing the quarterback, according to the coach. Seven straight wins for New England now, nine straight wins for Philadelphia. Atlanta and Tennessee got victories. Cincinnati beat Cleveland. The Browns are 0-11. And yeah. Carolina got a comeback win over the Jets. Panthers tight end Greg Olson left with a sore foot. He had just missed eight games yeah. with a broken foot. Carolina has won four straight. That's it. Great stuff, Steve. We uh, come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, uh, if you are just joining us, uh, today has been a mad uh, a mad day in the world of college football. Never Earlier, seen anything like that with the hires and the fires of, of uh, coaches like that. And with that in mind, I don't know how you feel about this, and I know it's not something on the national scale that will be talked about too terribly much. I I wish Arizona State would have given Todd Graham another year, and I get it that he had a couple of losing seasons, and maybe this year wasn't what you thought, but the job that Todd did behind the scenes in raising yeah. money at Arizona State and the job that he did in making sure that certain things became remembered like Pat Tillman's honor uh, and, and his legacy. I just I get it that every athletic director wants to have their own stamp on things, and this wasn't this AD's hire, but I think Todd deserved a little bit more time. Of all the coaches who have been fired, Arnie, and I look across college football and I've seen bad firings, I see that move at Arizona State and the move of Kevin Sumlin at Texas A&M that are just – they make you shake your head. You know, it's almost like, what are you, what are you thinking? Now, this could work out very odd – I mean, Kevin Sumlin could end up as the next head coach right. at Arizona State, and Todd could end up as a defensive coordinator at Texas A&M if, if the hiring goes as some have thought it might with the potential of Jimbo Fisher taking over at, at, at Texas A&M. But, Arnie, the, the move from Florida State to Texas A&M, 
doesn't make a lot of sense to me, does it to you? Uh, you know, there's got to be something, uh, obviously, an outlining factor there. Maybe he didn't like it. Maybe it's just too much pressure. Maybe he just wanted to get out before they were going to go ahead and bounce him out. So I'm thinking more gotcha. of the third option. What did you say? Yeah. I said, I got you. I agree with you. And let's keep in mind, too, that's not a done deal. That's just being talked about and that's being rumored right now. So, I mean, there's a chance that, I mean, maybe Florida State, too, to their defense, is tired of the game being played that every time there's a vacancy, if it was LSU or I think he'd been rumored for for some NFL gigs, maybe they get tired of the game of having to always renegotiate his contract, too. So, I guess that's a possibility as well, right? I, and of course it is, but I mean, as you mentioned, the Arizona State coach, I felt bad for him also, and I know we're rivals and all that. Could you imagine if Rich Rodriguez did not have a good year? He would have been uh, the next year to be gone, and this is a bad year to start looking for coaches when you're in Arizona or, or you know, that type of program. You know, you got to understand, and as much as I want to win, you got to understand, you know, where you are on the pecking scale of football. And Arizona, Arizona State, not that they may not have a great year every once in a while, but you're never going to go ahead head and be on the same par of like an Alabama or something like that. You got to you got to be realistic. You can't think that we got to play for a championship or nothing. It, it's just not going to happen like that every year. It's not a football school there. They're both really not football schools, Chris. And then you had a guy that was passionate about it, that surrounded himself with good people. I, I was upset about the Todd Graham firing. I was more upset with the way that Tennessee handled things today, but we had Bruce Feldman right here on Fox Sports Radio earlier tonight, and uh, his hunch was that the Vols just uh, maybe panicked a little my bit. My hunch was it was more a case of Tennessee just panicking because they saw, oh, my God, this isn't fading. This is actually getting stronger. It's unbelievable. And I think that set them off. Yeah, and so in other words, it was Clay Travis. Yeah, uh, yeah. Clay, to Clay's credit, I mean, Clay went out, laid his opinion out, and Tennessee fans rallied behind it. So kudos to him. Now, I I loved what Bruce Feldman also added with uh, Jonas and Brady is that really this wasn't a situation where I think Greg Schiano kind of backed off either. I don't think Greg Schiano, you know, is monitoring every step of social media. He has a wife and kids, but they grew up in the you know as a son of a coach and you know in a football family. I think he's pretty thick skinned, but ultimately I think Tennessee looked and goes, this isn't going to die down. This is a major problem, and we've already got a fan base that's already really ticked off. So again, uh, earlier today it seemed like it was a done deal for Tennessee to have Greg Schiano hired as, as their next head coach. How did Philip Fulmer win there, Chris? It fell apart. How did, Philip, how did Philip Fulmer ever win there? I mean, at the rate that he did, what, he won a championship. How did, how did he ever win there? Two words, Peyton Manning, uh, and then I would add two more, T. Martin. That really helped him out. They did a great job in recruiting, Arnie. During I his thought, time, wait, wait, no, you, bring, you bring up T. Martin, was it, he, wait, was it him, it was him or, or was it Chris Leak that people were talking about to be the, uh, the next coach? Uh, T. Martin, T. Martin, okay. yeah, T. Martin was the guy that was brought up quite a bit because he was the one that won the national championship for him back in 1998. Whenever they fell just short with Peyton Manning, what the three years prior to that, so he's the offensive you know, coordinator at uh, at where uh, now? T. T. Martin, what Georgia Southern, I believe, is where okay. he is right now. So he he had been at USC and had gone some other places as well too. But it was funny that you brought up uh, Philip Fulmer because he went ten and four. In 2007, and then he was fired the following season after going five and seven. So it kind of yeah. gives you it gives you an idea of just how. Oh, he's still at USC. I apologize. He's still at okay. USC as their OC and wide receiver coach. My bad. Yeah, that's right. But 
uh, it kind of gives you an idea of just where that expectation level is, how quickly he's can. You know, I I know we do a break, but Arnie, it does – it does kind of give you an appreciation when you watch this madness that's taking place uh, at places like AM, Tennessee. Uh, you, you think of some of the other college football blue bloods. I, I guess you would throw Texas AM. Oh, I mentioned him at Florida State in there as well, too. But to, to think that Bob Stoops looked at the landscape and said, you know what, the time to go is now. We got our guy. There's going to be other vacancies. I can move on and do something else with my, with my life. And you have this succession program that worked out incredibly well at Oklahoma when no one ever saw it coming. you got to appreciate something like that. As crazy as it seemed at the time, it's worked out pretty well for Oklahoma this year, hasn't it? Oh, it worked out tremendously for Oklahoma. I don't know if he saw for, what he foreshadow all those openings out there, and that's why he went ahead and stepped on down. So uh, he can go ahead and, and move on out. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. That's, that's a heck of a lot of openings. I didn't even see there were. There was going to be this many openings out there. Well, but think about it. You know, Lincoln Riley was a guy that had interviewed for just about every single opening last right. year. Yep. And if Oklahoma had had another good year, you, you, don't, you tell me right now that if Bob Stoops had stayed on, that we wouldn't be talking about Lincoln Riley at a place like Texas A&M or Tennessee even for that matter. So, I don't know. Uh, it just, it Who's more disappointing, you... Nebraska or Tennessee? Oh, Nebraska. But then again, I really? think that's a regional. That's a regional thing, though. I, I look at Nebraska as the old Big Eight power. I look at them as this bruising defense, and now they don't even have a defense. Tennessee fans, on the other hand, be like, "Oh no, no, no!" We, Championship, much more disappointing well, yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, speaking of T. Martin, Arnie, I think that'd be a hell of a guy to bring in as that coach in waiting at Tennessee if they do go the old school route and they bring in a Les Miles or a Mac Brown. But I don't think Tennessee would be happy about that. All right, coach in waiting never back? works out. That, that that never works out when you do uh, stuff like that. Yeah, it's been horrible here at Oklahoma, hasn't it? All right, <laughs> when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, that wasn't, of course, an official thing either. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, no better way to finish a Sunday night oh, than Arnie's yeah. picks. They're next on Fox Football Sunday. Final segment before Big Ben Maller starts planning the Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl championship parade through downtown L.A. after the Rams win today. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Thanks to a great job by Eric. We were (laughs) How fired up of all the things that happened on the show tonight, Arnie? How fired up was our man Ryan Fowler? Oh, my gosh. He was oh, fired. It was great. If, if you missed it, you can find our podcast on FoxSportsRadio.com, or now you can search iTunes, Fox Sports Radio Weekends. You'll find our show. Download, subscribe, boom. It'll show up on your By phone the way, I've, every single I've, Monday. I've got a pr- uh, Christmas present etiquette question. Uh, as you know, Nick Wright, he's been with us for a while. He is doing something else with the network. Do I still have to get him a Christmas gift now that he's leaving us right before Christmas? What's yes. the etiquette on that? Yes. Well, well, I would say yes, but I would also add, and by the way, thanks to DeSager as well, too. Yeah. Arnie, you always bring up how everybody on this show is fans of losers, right? Yes. We are all fans of – well, now that Nick's leaving the show, suddenly maybe the gift is just in him – being able to have a team that might start winning for him? I don't know. Is that a reach winning. a little bit? Maybe. Brilliant. Maybe. It's a possibility. But I do think you still have to get a gift, Arnie. I, I uh, do think you still need to give a present. That's too bad. Had it been a month ago, then maybe I would have gotten away if with that. If anything, just for him one. putting up with you for this long. Man. <laughs> that's that's exactly true. why you need one. You just send it. 
I'll say this much because we talk so much on the air. There are times whenever I pop back on the air and I'm like, did we talk about that on the air? I have valued getting to hang with Nick and talk with him every Sunday night and our very uh, needed-to-be-censored conversations during breaks. I'm going to miss him like crazy. Uh, but he did a great job, and he's going to do great things for, uh, for Fox Sports Radio. It's I been a pleasure, guys. So we appreciate it, man. Thank You're you. awesome. Appreciate it. Uh, all right. That is our lead-in to Arnie's Picks. Which- yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, did chase away a few people. Our buddy Mike checked in and said, oh, no, I'm canceling my iHeartRadio app for the next segment. Arnie's picks. I keep listening to his advice, and all I have left is my phone. Well, you know what, Mike? Arnie's going to get you rich. He's going to get you back in the game. Take it away, Arnie. What's your picks like, uh, look like this week? Give me a little music. They put me in the mood as... We start with the college football games and obviously the Pac-12 championship. Stanford coming off an emotional game against Notre Dame and USC didn't have it as tough against UCLA. Now you're telling me with USC opened up as a two and a half point favorite, it's up to three. Small line here. I'm going to lay the three with USC. I think they beat Stanford by double digits. They probably win this by 10 to 14 points. Give me the Trojans to win the Pac-12 championship. I'll lay the three with USC. Over to Georgia and Auburn. For the life of me, everybody betting Auburn like it's a done deal already. They were banged up. They're coming off a tough game. Georgia had an easy time with Georgia Tech where they won 38-7. Payback to you-know-what. I love Georgia in the SEC championship. And you're giving me three points? you got to be crazy. Give me the Bulldogs plus the three in that one. All right, Chris. I, you know where I think about Miami. Right. I think I they're a feel. joke. I think that they struggled against teams they should, should have struggled against. You saw the game against Pimp. Now they go up against Clemson. Now this is a big line here. It opened up at 7.5. Went to 9.5. Why? Because everybody else thinks like I do and Miami's a fraud. <laughs> Guess what? I'll lay the 9.5. Give me Clemson. Minus the 9.5. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm shaking. Just think how much money I could make. Taking Ohio State minus the five and a half against that fraud Wisconsin. Not only does Ohio State win, they win this game by three touchdowns. Give me the Buckeyes minus the five and a half. Then on Sunday, I go out and buy my new Porsche. And give me TCU plus the seven against your Oklahoma Sooners, Chris. Upset special number one. Don't want the seven. Don't need the seven. I'll take the seven. TCU to beat Oklahoma. We should point out that Arnie's picked against Oklahoma all 13 weeks now this year. I love my odds. All right, quickly. Washington plus one and a half over Dallas. Buffalo plus eight and a half over New England. Miami minus one over Denver. I'll go down with them. Giants plus seven and a half over Oakland. And my Lakers, or your Lakers, over Golden State on Wednesday. What? Seriously? You heard me. You sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure. You got me mid-drink on that one. I don't yeah, know I'm what sure. to do with I'm, I'm done deal. All right. Uh, there's Arnie's picks. And again, uh, next week, we will have instant reaction to the four-team playoff. Again, my theory, winner of the ACC title game, in. Winner of the SEC title game, in. Oklahoma with a win is in. If Wisconsin wins, they're in. If Wisconsin loses, the Big Ten is out. Ohio State is out. And Alabama is in. That's my theory. We'll see if it plays out. Arnie, have a great week. We'll talk to you Sunday night. For the entire crew, I'm Chris Plank. Stick around. Big Ben Maller is coming up next on Fox Sports Radio. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits... LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrict Apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.